Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. these people, the spirits of power, love, 
sound mind. We lose the spirit of wisdom, revelation. We lose the spirit of courage. We lose the spirit of power over the enemy. And we lose all the spirits of God to do their office work in and through these people as they go forth. Moreover, we lose the spirit of Elijah to break the power of Jezebel on our land. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, Lord, uh, to loose the spirit of humility, the spirit of servanthood on everyone here. Let everyone be desirous of taking the place of a servant. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for it. Amen. And welcome to the Mega Man Radio Network. Uh, tonight's a live broadcast. It's Wednesday. My goodness, half the week's already over with. And uh, I want to give you all an extra little bit of time to uh, get in and uh, tune in tonight. I see the chat room starting to fill up. Praise God for that. And thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, we're going to have a great program. Special honor to have uh, Pastor John Gogan with us tonight. Agape Bible Fellowship. Fantastic man of God with a real anointing on him. And uh, he's going to be talking about uh, Satan's hook of rock music tonight. You don't want to miss this program. He'll also be doing a mass deliverance, and we'll be opening up the lines. If you need prayer, if you need deliverance, if you would like to share a testimony, or if you'd like to ask Pastor John a question on deliverance, uh, the phone number to dial in tonight is 917-889-2745. Again, 917-889-2745. I also want to make a uh, special announcement. We're going to have uh, Steve Quell back on Saturday night at 11 p.m. Um, let's see. And we're going to have um, a three-hour program. Uh, praise God for uh, Steve Quell Network. We had 400 people in the chat room last time he came on, and there's thousands that are now tuning into this program. So we praise God for every door of opportunity to uh, spread the word. We're also going to be going on WWCR shortwave, effective uh, October 31st, Sunday, 4 p.m. So God has opened the door for us to go uh, across this country on the shortwave transmitter. So we praise God for his uh, new doors. Without further delay, let's get Pastor John on. Pastor John, how are you tonight? Well, Brother Shannon, it's good to talk to you again, and it's great to be back on the program. I am uh, blessed and uh, uh, kind of like what's that Christian finance counselor who says, "I better, I'm better, better than I deserve." Praise God. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, but I've got uh, McDonald's coffee tonight. I'm not sure if it's Colombian blend, but uh, you know, <laughs> Pastor John, I had to give up the uh, the mermaid. Uh, I was uh, religiously going over to Star Sucks every day, worshiping the mermaid coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know I, I really wonder about uh, that symbol. Um, you know, again, we got to be careful. Don't want to be paranoid about things, but by the same token, we want to make sure that we're supporting uh, companies and corporations that are themselves supporting biblical values. And Starbucks is kind of a leftist liberal organization, uh, and I've always wondered about that symbol with the you know the river and. I don't know if it's, I don't know who it is, Jezebel, maybe someone out there has done some research on that that we can hear from tonight, because some of these, uh, you know, symbols uh, for these corporations are are occultic in origin. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I, I go in there for hot chocolate, brother. I, I, don't, I don't like coffee, and <laughs> so I, I bless you because you can have all my coffee. 
<laughs> I, you know, I got a little bit uh, worried. I was uh, I did a little bit of research on that symbol, and it's it's clearly a mermaid uh, with some of the lower extremities that they have um, cut out there. Uh, you'll know what I mean, folks, if you go and look that up on the internet. But uh, you know, if you do a little bit of history on the mermaid, you know, it was a siren. It would uh, lure men to their deaths with promise of sex under the waves. And uh, in the occult world, apparently, uh, many believe it's one of the marine spirits. So, you know what? I said, hey, I, I don't need to take a chance on that. Uh, you know, if I had to go back to making a coffee here at the uh, the studio, I will. But, uh, you know, we can't take things for, for granted like that, folks. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of reminiscent, uh, Pastor John, of, uh, what, maybe two decades ago, the Procter & Gamble symbol with the the man in the moon? Exactly, yeah. I remember Pastor Worley talking about it, that, uh, you know, uh, according to the research, that would open up an occult gateway if you had products with that symbol on it. And uh, so they boycotted it, and uh, eventually I think they dropped the symbol. Is that, Am I recalling that correctly? That's as accurate as I, rec- as I remember it. And, again, we, we don't want to be paranoid. You don't want to be uh, seeing things... Uh, vain imaginations and seeing things that aren't, that aren't there. But, again, a lot of the top CEOs and people, the presidents and those who are the heads of the corporations, they want to please the stockholders, they want to please their customers, and they'll do anything for a buck. I mean, uh, record companies will have witches lay hands on the masters, master copies of these CDs and uh recordings that can be downloaded and the the demons will go with these things in the actual through the actual recordings i don't understand how they do it but they do it and uh, i think we need to be cautious about at at minimum supporting companies that really don't advance biblical values judeo-christian values but even worse than that have occult symbols as their logos absolutely um and I just wanted to use that as the intro tonight. Uh, I'm here to learn tonight. Uh, Pastor John, take it away. Um, teach us about um, the demonic gateway of rock music that Satan uses. Yeah, it was interesting. I was ch- talking with a chat earlier today uh, who had actually heard me on, on Watchman Radio and uh, had, I, I believe, also uh, listened to one of my former programs on Omega Man. And I praise... God, for what is it, Brother Shannon, in these last three, three and a half, maybe four months, how things have exploded, and God is using this to get the message out, to get the word out, that there's more to Christianity than what people are being told. Amen to that, Brother. Three and a half months, four months you've been on the air? Three and a half months, uh, we've done over... Last count, 105 shows, and I took a break, actually. <laughs> well, we would probably had 200 shows. Uh, but, but, no, God is really accelerating us at a fast pace. And, you know, Pastor John, we've had reports of um, witches come to Christ. We've had warlocks uh, accept Jesus, get deliverance, get filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, people will be going down the road listening to a mass deliverance that you do and get set free right there, um, listening to the program. So... We give God the praise tonight uh, that he's setting the captives free. And, and I will tell you, by the same token, uh, I've come under attacks that uh, the average person would 
would not believe uh, if I were to tell them all that has happened. And that kind of tells me that we must be on the right track because it sounds to me that uh, Satan and his hosts of hell have had decades, literally, um, of time, you know, unabated you know, attacks on people with no challenge. So praising God that uh, we're ruffling his feathers out there. Amen. And let's face it, as, as I've said over the years, most Christians, the, the worst attack they get from the devil is they don't, they can't find their space, their parking space at the donut shop. They're trying to find the don't. The, they're trying to find the space. Well, there's the devil again. I can't get my donut. I get my two donuts today. I can't find my parking space at Walmart. But obviously, uh, so many, too many Christians are playing games. And they're not taking serious the Christian walk and the Christian life. And all I want to see in people's lives, you know, our goal is to obviously glorify God. Amen. As the Westminster Shorter Catechism says, and to enjoy Him forever. And I don't do catechisms. You know, there's nothing wrong with the Word. It's too bad the religious uh, kingdoms have, 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 just, have made the Word pejorative. But out of the Presbyterian Church, when it was good at its founding with John Knox and the, and, uh, the Reformers, the uh, catechism begins with the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And that is our goal. We love casting demons out. Why? Because it glorifies God. And Amen. it lifts up his, his son, Jesus Christ. So deliverance and spiritual warfare is not the end. In fact, it's not even our basic root problem. Brother Shannon, as you know, our basic root problem is what? The three-letter word. What is it? S? Sin. I? Yes, I am. Because no demon can come into us if it's not for sin. And, you know, people have misquoted me over the years, and, you know, demons are everything. No, they're not. Uh, God is everything. And, and Amen. And Lord Jesus Christ, his son is everything. But, but the, the, the re And his word is everything. And that's what we're involved in. Of course, we want to see uh, unbelievers come to belief, come to faith, and then believers come to spiritual maturity. And, brother, they will never do it without this missing, what I coined this many years ago, this missing one-third of Jesus' ministry. It'll never happen, because you can tell people all you want until you're blue in the face. And uh, totally frustrated, as a, in my case, a pastor-teacher, or in the case of a missionary, trying to reach those in foreign countries and or foreign, you know, foreign nationals. You know what? You they, they will never be able to accomplish what you're asking them to do, and what the Word of God commands us to do, unless these demons are kicked out. Because every time they're told to do something, demons cross-checking them. I mean, the demon is, is is like in hockey is is checking is hip checking them and knocking them down from the inside. So that's why it's so important that we truly get the full gospel down which is salvation, deliverance, and healing. But remember, everybody listening, that demons are not the bottom line, and neither is Satan. The bottom line is sin. And then the ultimate, on the opposite side, the polar opposite, is glorifying God and enjoying Him forever. And that's what it's all about, if I'm understanding and reading my Bible correctly. But I was talking with this chap, Brother Shannon, I was talking to those listening, I was talking with this uh, fellow today, this brother, and uh, explaining to him that some of the open doors that the enemy has in our lives, and the 
key open door is music. One of the things that Jimi Hendrix did a whole series on rock and roll here at the Agape Bible Church uh, a number of years ago, and one workshop, we actually had an entire workshop just dedicated to dealing with music spirits that have infiltrated us because of the music we've listened to. And I mean the occultic music as well as the Christian rock. And by the way, you can't have yes. Christian rock any more than you can have a Christian Christian bong. <laughs> That's the truth. So you've got to get your arms around the music you're listening to and, you know, quit playing with the world. You know, Scripture's clear, in, as John says in 1 John two fifteen. To, and it's a command. Uh, literally in the Greek, it's stop loving the world. Uh, the, the, the construction in the original is stop what you're doing. And stop loving the world. And, or the things in the world. For if any man, any woman loves the world, the love for the Father is not in him. And all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of this life, is not from the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away. That means that everything around us is conforming to the second law of thermodynamics, the law of entropy. It's wearing down. It's wearing out. And all we got to do, Brother Shannon, look at ourselves and the things we could do last year, we can't do this year. Man, that's the truth, brother. Because <laughs> our physical bodies are, as Paul says, we're wasting away on the outside, but inside we're, we're being renewed day by day. I was uh, I coming down in uh-huh. an elevator not too long ago, coming down from this uh, workout room, and uh, there's another guy there. He had also just walked out of the, uh, the area where we were both on the treadmill. And he looked at me, and I looked at him, and he says, uh, I said, it's not easy, is it? He says, no, in fact, uh, every 10 years older that I find myself, he said, I used to walk two, two miles. Now I have to do four miles just to uh, burn the same amount of calories. And that's true. I used to do two miles. Yeah. Now it's four miles. And I'm saying, whoa, yeah. what happened? <laughs> yeah, I, so, uh, I wanted to. I wanted to uh, slap my kid when uh, he said, uh, uh, when I was getting up one day, and he said, this is before I started running myself, and uh, he says, Daddy, when you get up, how come you're making all those old man noises? (laughs) (laughs) And I felt like slapping him because, but you know what, obviously I didn't, but my point is, is that obviously we're getting older, and we're making old men noises, those of us who are men, or if you're a woman, old, older women noises when you're getting up, and grunting when you're getting out of the car, because we're, our physical bodies are decaying. And that, that's what we have to remember. Everything that we see in this world, everything that we're trying to hold on to and grasp and clutch, is all wasting away. It's, in fact, the Bible says the, the world, the, next, the universe, the next time is not going to be destroyed by water. It's going to be destroyed by Fire. Fire. So there's a huge fireworks display coming, uh, and it is going, everything's burning up. Everything. Everything is, is going up in smoke. So next time, you know, you're buffing your boat with a coat, eighth coat of wax, getting it ready for the summer, or getting ready, maybe uh, putting it away for the winter and putting a tarp on. Remember, one day it's not going to be here because... It's all going up in smoke. It's all you know, wasting Pastor, away. You know, Pastor John, I'm a Christian, and I can sense the uh, the time speeding up. And, uh, I mean, I, I see that from that perspective. 
And then I look at some of the people that are of the world. I mean, here recently, I give two examples. Uh, Marilyn Manson. Um, he was interviewed, and you know, this guy has made millions of dollars. Very famous guy, of course. We know he's on the dark side, but he was interviewed, and he was the most sad individual I've ever seen. You know, there was no joy at all. In fact, recently he lost his girlfriend, and uh, he attempted to commit suicide. And then I uh, read the report, uh, I guess, today, Charlie Sheen, um, depressed. I guess he lost his wallet. They find him naked, and uh, they called 911 in the hotel. He went to the emergency room, and they released him. And I'm seeing all these stars. They have all the, the fame and fortune, all the money you'd ever want, and these people are just totally miserable. And I think that they're waking up and scratching their head and saying, wait a minute. What's going on here? My world is just falling apart. And they're not finding any joy. And I think that even the worldly people, the wicked, uh, since the time is uh, moving very fast. And, of course, they don't have any hope. No, in fact, so, uh, uh, it's just the opposite, isn't it? They, 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 they're, they're, a lot of them are depressed on drugs. Uh, in fact, I, you have to ask a question, Brother Shannon, you have to ask the question, why, to, in these kinds of cases, why are you medicating yourself? Why do you have to medicate yourself by going to the bar to drink, by going uh, out to drink, uh, even with your meal, you can't get away from the alcohol, or you're, you're literally into the drugs, into the Coke, you know, the nose candy, you're into the other kinds of uh, recreational drugs. Why are you doing that? And obviously it's because the sin and the guilt and the shame that comes with it and the spirits that are pig-piling literally by the hundreds in them. After a while, they, it takes so much of their soul. Remember a few programs ago, I said that I don't even think Michael Jackson was home anymore. Wow, that's true. I think he was so. I think he was so much in a corner of his of this, you know, hundred thousand apartment complex building. He was stuck in you know one closet room, or, or the closet of one room, and the demons had so pig piled through the Jehovah's False Witness, dead religion cult to uh, the Judaism that he had gotten himself into, which is just as dead, spiritually, and everything else, the occult with the Thriller album and dressing up like a werewolf and everything that he pursued in terms of his life. And you know, I remember reading, I remember reading a quote shortly before he died, he gave an interview, he said, you know, all I've been looking for is love from my dad. All I want to say is I, I accept you and I love you. And isn't that interesting that that he never got that? But he was, what do you notice, the king of pop? Yes. The king of I, pop. And, and, and I, think, I think they tallied his, I think, I think as I, when he died, I was reading some, some things about him. Uh, Brother Shannon, he went through $1.2 billion dollars. That's a thousand million. That's a thousand two hundred million, and he still wasn't happy. Yeah, brother, he uh, he bought everything that you could possibly buy. He would go on these uh, binge uh, spending sprees. You know, I had a chance to see him actually back in 1984. I saw him in the uh, the Victory Tour when he was uh, coming off of the uh, the Thriller album, and you know what a talent. And in his last days. Um, he could not even sleep. In fact, he they believe, of course, they were giving him drugs to go to sleep. They were giving him drugs to wake him up. You know, kind of the same story with Elvis Presley. Uh, all these guys have a similar story. Then you look at Heath Ledger, who played the Joker in Batman. Um, some of his last interviews said 
you know, the part he played was so horrific. You know, a mass murderer with no empathy. Um, he couldn't sleep. And what these demons are, are doing, I'm seeing the pattern, is they they uh, they they so infest these people that uh, they can't sleep more than two hours at a time. And so they'll take drugs. And Heath Ledger said the drugs allow me to sleep for one hour, and then it starts again. And then you know it's just a uh, just a a matter of time before you mix the wrong dosage, and then the spirit leaves the body, and it's over with. I mean, how horrible a legacy that is. Amen. And worse than that with Heath Ledger's thing, he was in the Brokeback Mountain, you know, which was uh, pushing uh, homosexuality. Yeah. What God calls an abomination, and I just mentioned that in my latest newsletter. You know, here God in Leviticus 18 is so clear, you know, that a man is not to lie with another man. As a man lies with a woman, if it's an abomination, it is detestable. It's like someone making soup and and uh, going to the restroom and taking that and mixing it with your soup and serving it to you. It, it's You push it away. You're revolted by it. That's how God feels about this particular sin. And I remember... I remember mentioning how we should never put man's word above God's word. When God calls an abomination, you can't call it anything else but detestable yourself. If you do, and if you don't end up doing that, then you're putting man's word above God's word. You're putting psychologists, psychiatrists, and all these secular people, and even sadly some Christians who say that you can be Christian and in this lifestyle, I'm sorry, my Bible says in Revel, you know, none of these whoremongers, none of these people are entering into the kingdom of heaven. So the Bible's clear. People have to begin to plug into it, begin to really promote it in the sense that what they believe is exactly what the Bible teaches and stop playing, playing games. And it, by the way, it's well known, one of the last guys that interviewed... Michael Jackson said that he would dress up in costume, would sneak away, and he was having homosexual trysts in seedy, floppy hotels, motels with, with, with guys. He was actively doing that. Could and agree. so many of, in the homosexual community are caught up in that egregious sin because they never, they're looking for a dad's love. They're looking for that male love and affection that they should have got with their daddy, but they didn't. And the same thing with the women, they're looking for the love from their mama that they never got, but the mother was stone cold, the mother was full of hard-heartedness spirits and just had demonic walls, you know, several feet thick, and she didn't know how to love her daughter. So the daughters are out there looking for the, for the mom's love, for the female love that they should have gotten from their moms. But all yeah, that... Make you... I'm sorry? That'll make me, you know, just about cry. I mean, that's that's the truth, folks. It's a spirit of rejection. It is. Um, that people the people feel, you know feel they they didn't get the love of their father, didn't get the love of their mother. Maybe they didn't even have a chance to know them. Maybe the uh, the parent died when they were you know, a young kid. And um, yeah, you've seen that. You see this uh, just over and over again. And the. Again, another open door, and, and a lot of these homosexual spirits will come in with older cousins molesting uh, the younger boy. Uh, their first sexual experience is with an older cousin or an older neighbor 
or even a, a, a man who's allowed in the home to stay with the family for a while. He ends up molesting. And what happens is the spirits of homosexuality come into the young man, and then he begins to feel those pulls and those tugs, and they end up falling into homosexuality. And the same thing, conversely, or alternately, with lesbianism. They're molested when they're younger. There's not one shred of evidence that would support that anyone is born homosexual or lesbian other than those spirits are already in there trying to tip them in that direction. And Amen to that. If you get deliverance from these from these spirits, you'll find, and by the way, they're very powerful spirits. I've, uh, I remember years ago uh, praying with someone up north of where we are in western New York, and this guy had a, had a, a port in his arm because he had AIDS and he was dying of AIDS. And I prayed with him once. I don't remember what, I don't even know what happened to him. He never got more prayer. More than likely, he's in heaven. I think he repented, as I recall. He was in this Bible study in this home that I was sharing deliverance truth in. And as I said, he had AIDS. He had a port so they could immediately give him injections and not have to stick the knee, continually stick needles in his arm. But it was, it's sad. It's sad how these spirits are so strong and they they literally take you over and i and and they're really strong i believe because it's such a heinous and horrible sin uh how many sins will it take you any of us to stay out of heaven just one just one just one quick lie but somehow on the grades of sin if you read romans one you go down 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 you end up in 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 the homosexual lesbian lifestyle and it's one of, the, one of the last things in the, those steps, those stairs downward, where God turns you over and you, God turns you over. And when God turns you over to something, you're in trouble because if, it's kind of like leaving a garden alone. You leave the garden alone, it's just going to turn to weeds. Uh, when God's watching over you and caring for you, and he is uh, able to work in your life because you're obedient as a, as a believer, or you're get, you get saved as a non-Christian, then obviously he's going to watch out for you, and he's going to be tending you like a well-tended garden. But again, Brother Shannon, these are all open doors, and one of the major open doors, as I was sharing with his brother today, uh, we were talking, he brought up about the movies. As he had movies, I mean, these demons will jump from the screen into you. Uh, because whenever you're watching something and you're not objecting, you know, Scripture says to expose evil, expose sin, not put up with it, not just look the other way, but to expose it, when you're in agreement with it, then the demons see that barn door open, and they'll come right into us, right off the screen, right off the television screen as well, if we're watching things that we shouldn't be watching. And uh, I've cast out a number of by the hundreds, by the thousands, spirits of lust, uh, all kinds of sexual spirits through the eye gate, you know, the sins of the eye gate, and the spirits come right in, every demon, you know, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and uh, filthy imaginations is another demon name, filthy dreams is another demon, demonic name, but the... Sex spirits also work with what we're going to talk about tonight, and that's rock and roll. The word rock and roll was coined by, by Paul Freed back in the 50s, 
And it meant, essentially, it was equivalent of sex, sex in the backseat of a car that was moving back and forth because of the sex that was going on in that vehicle. So they called it rock and roll, rock and roll. And it's sad, but a lot of people don't even know that, but they're essentially promulgating a tremendously and powerfully charged sexual term when they say, you know, I love rock and roll, or give me that old-time rock and roll, and they're listening to the music. Uh, you're you're barking up the wrong tree, as a Christian especially, and you have to be very, very cautious with and careful about what kind of music you listen to. With uh, one of the uh, rock and roll legends that most people have heard his name and or have listened to his music, I grew up in the 60s and listened to his music, and that was Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix, and right. Jimi Hendrix was uh, was fabulous at playing guitar. I believe he could play guitar with, with his teeth about as good as you can play with his fingers. <laughs> So this guy was is, is still recognized as probably one of the most, probably at least in the top ten of all greatest guitar rock and roll guitar players. And he admitted that the rock and roll came out of the blues. The blues, you know, Muddy Waters and all these blues people. Uh, the blues admit people admitted that it came from the African rhythms. And, you know, you almost want to say, can any good thing come out of Africa? Not in the sense of people. Obviously, God loves people, and people are important, and Jesus, his son, died for people. But in terms of the, the occult rhythms and the things that are uh, danced to over there, with all the drums and all the backbeat rhythms, even the Beatles sang, it's the backbeat, you can use it, any old way you choose it. Why? Because... When the backbeat is emphasized, Satan and the demons know that they've got a tool now that they can get the person into an altered state of consciousness and they can get them to begin to move parts of their bodies that they shouldn't be moving that end up being sexually suggestive. And That's right. uh, the, uh, the, the rhythms, a lot of the rock and roll rhythms are rooted in voodoo rituals. And I remember reading, uh, just to quote this one, uh, one gentleman who writes about it, he says, and I quote, the follower of voodoo seeks to incorporate a loa, which is basically a demon, into himself or herself by writhing and leaping through a dance while drums bang out complex rhythms when just the right rhythm is found for an individual loa the dancer takes it up, and the loa, the demon, enters, and loa is spelled, by the way, L-O-A, enters their soul. His physical and mental powers are immediately heightened. He becomes godlike himself or herself. Animals will often be sacrificed to appease the spirits, and the religion is strictly Dionysian, and dances often end in sex, end quote. So here we're, we're looking at the foundation of rock and roll, and the foundation of rock and roll is putrid, is defiled, and is rooted in voodoo rhythms. And I'm telling you, nothing good can come out of voodoo. Voodoo, I've been attacked by voodoo spirits 
uh, before, and I'm telling you, these are powerful spirits. I think, uh, Brother Shannon, you remember when, I don't know how many years ago, but you remember when the Rolling Stones had a world tour and uh, produced a ra- album called, I believe, Voodoo Lounge. Right. And, you know, again, these people know. Remember Robert Palmer, uh, who, who sang in that video, you know, with a bunch of girls, and they've got, uh, you know, they're dressed very seductive. Simply irresistible. Yeah, and basically it's a, it's, a, it's a lust-filled song. Do you know that Robert Palmer would make yearly pilgrimages to Arcadia, Greece, and guess who was worshipped in Arcadia, Greece? Pan. Pan, really? Pan, the peace pipe guy. The same Pan that led Zeppelin, Robert Plant, and Jimmy Page sing about in Stairway to Hell. I call it Stairway to Hell. They call it Stairway to Heaven. That's right. And Absolutely. They talk, they talk about Pan, uh, listening to Pan, and Pan will lead you. If you remember any of the lyrics... Oh, yeah. Um, I looked at uh, Jimmy Page's life one time. Uh, here's a guy, fantastic guitar talent, and he used his fame and fortune to go in and uh, buy Boleskine Manor, which was none other than the, the house that sat over on Loch Ness in Scotland that was owned by Aleister Crowley. Aleister Crowley. Ring he about? also at one time owned the largest occult bookstore in England. That's exactly right, and he would go out and search out these rare volumes of Aleister Crowley, and um, the guy was, uh, you know, totally into the occult. In fact, he would uh, put spells into the the artwork of his albums, and you know we know about Stairway to Heaven, and the uh, the occultic lyrics there. Uh, that guy is completely sold out to see. Absolutely. And just, yeah. In fact, Lester Crowley is on the is uh, one of the characters, or one of the faces that the Beatles admitted that they they highly respected and honored, because the people they highly respected and honored, their pictures were on the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club album. And, and sitting on that album is uh, none other than Lester Crowley. Crowley, right? <laughs> exactly, Lester Crowley. He was called the wickedest man in England. His mother called him the Beast, a la the Antichrist. Now, when your mother's calling you the Antichrist, wow. uh, you know, you've seen these mothers on television, and the, the guy can be a convicted murderer of ten people, and she'll be crying saying he didn't do it as he's going to the, to the lethal injection bed. Or to the electric chair. You know, mothers always believe in their boys. His mother, Alester Crowley, said, or Alester Crowley's mother said that he, her nickname for him was the Beast, and yeah, he no, was no. Uh, he was an opium freak. Yes, it was also reported that he actually sacrificed actually sacrificed his own son in that very castle that Jimmy Page owned in the basement of that castle. You know, I've heard reports that he sacrificed as many as a hundred children, and um, I know as he uh, progressed along and he wrote all those volumes, he uh, ends up going over to uh, Italy. And when he got over there, he was in such a state of debauchery, having orgies and every vile thing you could imagine over there. He got into pedophilia that uh, they eventually um, 
they kicked him out of the country. And I think that was still when it was under that uh, socialist uh, government over there. Who's the guy who died, um, who was hung uh, back during World War II? Uh, he was the... Oh, yes. Uh, I can't recall the name. But the point is, is, you know, that guy was a pretty bad guy. He kicked uh, Crowley out. So, you know, if you follow the, you, the kind of the pattern, you know, they, they open the door to Satan. Okay, then they, um, they get involved in, um, you know, occultic uh, demon worship. Then he opened up the door to homosexuality, and he got into pedophilia. Um, this guy was involved in everything you can imagine. And then if you fast forward, uh, he's laying in the hospital. He's got some terrible disease. He's dying. And, uh, of course, he's lost everything financially. You know, his friends have deserted him. And the doctor that's in there attending him gets in there and gets in an argument with him, and uh, Crowley curses him. And the doctor dies within about a 24-hour period, and then Crowley dies, and uh, his last words on this earth were, you know, sometimes I hate myself. What a way to die. Uh, there was no reward from Satan, was there? Yeah, usually, again, when you serve Satan, and obviously God uh, gives him permission because the person has willingly given themselves over to Satan, and Satan can pull the plug whenever he wants to, and he does not reward his servants well. They usually die a horrible death. Look at Hendricks. He died in his, in his early 20s by suffocating on his own vomit. God, in a blood-induced haze. Uh, by the way, David Henderson wrote a book, Excuse Me While I Kiss the Sky. And uh, apparently there's a young African musician, Quasi Zizornu, whom Hendricks called Rocky. And he was a very gifted conga drum player that Jimmy had met in London. Rocky was from the African country of Ghana. His father was the chief drummer and a voodoo high priest in a small village there. Rocky jammed often with some of the biggest names in rock music, the Rolling Stones, Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin, of course, Hendrix. And early in their relationship, Rocky asked Jimmy where he learned the voodoo rhythms and dances that he used to on stage. And in the studio, Hendrix wouldn't say. According to Rocky, the rhythms of Hendrix's music were identical to those used by his father during demon-raising voodoo ceremonies. Jimmy's wild in-concert leaps and primitive rhythmic, rhythmic movements were the same as those used to worship Oxen, O-X-U-N, the pagan god of thunder and lightning. So here's, here's a son of a voodoo high priest saying rock and roll... Is that has the same rhythm that his high priest father would conjure up demons with in voodoo. I mean, do you need anything else as proof? Man, not at all. In this fact, I read the same thing. Uh, Jimi Hendrix even admitted to being demon-possessed, and he would go over to his girlfriend and beg her for help. And I, I think her mother was also into you know, voodoo exorcism, and uh, that guy literally sold his soul for rock and roll and, and died... Uh, before even reaching 30. He was in his, uh, I believe, in his early 20s, as I recall. He was not Good that great. And it's, again, characteristic of how the enemy uses rock music. He's all, he also said, Jimi Hendrix, that rock and roll is our church music. It's our religion. And we use it like a can opener to open up your souls. Oh and my if, goodness. You know, if, you've ever, if, if you've ever listened to a piece of music 
I'm talking secular music. And sadly, even when rock and roll rhythms and the demons that go with it gets into Christian churches and the Christian music, uh, we call it uh, Jesus rock uh, because there's a Jesus rock spirit that promotes it. But if you have, if you if you ever listen to a song and you don't even know why you like it, but it just is so soothing and so uplifting in the sense of, you know, it gets you high, almost like you're on drugs, and you just love it, and you can't you can't get enough of it. That, that beware, because at that point your soul is being opened, and only God, the Holy Spirit, knows what's coming into you. And this is absolutely why listening to rock and roll music is so dangerous. And I've had a lot of deliverance myself from these spirits. We're going to attack some of them tonight in a live group deliverance, mass deliverance. And we'll hit some of these. But obviously there are a lot more, especially if you've opened up your soul to rap, which I call rap crap. If you've opened up your soul to hip-hop, if you've opened up your soul to a lot of the music that is popular out there, I mean, it, death metal and all those, Brother Shannon, were so bad, but the rap music is even worse. The messages, the rebellion, the sex that's, that's promoted, and uh, it is really bringing destruction into the lives of those who are listening to it and who are spending thousands and thousands of dollars, uh, formerly on CDs, now just downloading it, and their their days are filled. They wake up in the morning listening to it. They go through the day listening to it. And it's if you really listen to the lyrics, the words, it's all rooted in rebellion. And rebellion, First Samuel 15 says, is what? The same as rebellion witchcraft. Is, is witchcraft. The Hebrew actually says not as the sin of witchcraft, but is witchcraft. Rebellion yes. is witchcraft. And stubbornness and, and, and idolatry is, is iniquity. Or stubbornness and iniquity is, is idolatry. For, re, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. So wherever you see a cult in witchcraft, you're going to see rebellion against what God says in his word. And this is the open sin, the open door sin, that allows those spirits to come in to promote their unholy agenda, which is basically your destruction. Brother, it will destroy your life. I, I mean, I, uh, I will say that um, everybody would agree that uh, music is powerful. Almost everyone can probably relate a, a song to a particular event in their life. And maybe you've forgotten about the event, but you'll hear that song, and all of a sudden you're whisked, whisked back, you know, maybe 20 years. Um, and you can recall exactly when you heard that song. You know, smells will kind of invoke the same memories for me. Every once in a while, I come against a you know, come across a smell because I have a big nose. So you see, I have a big uh, <laughs> a tuned sense of smell, and I'll be whisked back to twenty years ago. And I say, "Wow, uh, wow, I didn't even remember that until now." But music does that for me. Uh, I went to the grocery store to go pick up a couple items, and uh, you know how most of these uh, stores will have a, a soundtrack that maybe is loaded in from the corporate. And uh, you know, if you go in enough times, you always hear the same music playing over and over again. And it's just like on most radio stations today, you don't have many DJs um, freely playing requests. You know, they'll, it'll all be done through the corporate. Just you know, over and over, they're playing the same reel. So my point was, I'm going into the grocery store, and there was some song in there. And uh, I hadn't been in there more than five minutes, and all of a sudden, I'm depressed. And I'm thinking, it's that, it's that blasted song. I wish they would change the music. 
And I said, uh, I can't wait till I get out of here. And, you know, a song can put you in a bad mood. It can, uh, you know, it can be like a, a shot of adrenaline. It can get, you know, it can really pump you up. I mean, I have to admit, uh, sometimes when I'm in the doldrums and uh, I need some tempo, I would turn on music. And you have to be very careful because, yeah, you can have some positive effects from it, but, you know, what are you giving up in the process? Uh, what's actually happening there, John, when we play music? Is it actually opening a, a gateway or a portal into the spirit well, world? Know, a lot of, yeah, you know, good question. A lot of people say, well, I don't listen to the words. I just like the music. Well, there you get a problem because... When you're listening to the music, remember what Jimi Hendrix says. The music has a way of putting us into an altered state of consciousness. He didn't say that, but that's what he was driving toward. And when you, if you and I listen to that kind of music, it creates not only a chemical reaction, but there is, there's, a, there's a soul opening, shall, you, shall we say, and those spirits can easily come in through that open door and then you say, well, I don't really listen to the music. I like the words, and I kind of sing the tune, but you know, I really don't have a good voice, so I kind of hum it, but I, I like the words. Well, look at the words, seriously, of most of the music. Even in the contemporary Christian music circles, you know, half of these songs can be sung to your girlfriend or boyfriend, your fiancé, your wife or your spouse, your husband. Uh, you don't even, you know, your, your proverbial lover, you, uh, let alone to God, a holy God, a righteous God. Be careful of the music you listen to and the compromise that, I'm talking CCM, Contemporary Christian Music. We have a book in the book room called Dan Lucarini, and he gives his testimony of how he left contemporary Christian music. He found that when he was in these music teams and people are singing together and their bodies are swaying a little bit, even though he, you know, the, the the goal was good and the purpose was good, he was finding that that some of the contemporary Christian music, and I would say probably most of it, the the you began he began having almost like a an emotion committing emotional adultery with with one of the uh, one of the you know opposite gender singers there, and as he shares his testimony, he says you know why I left contemporary Christian music scene. Uh, he had some very, very startling factors that he that he brings out in the book, and I again, you know, you can get it through Agape Bible Book Room. We carry it. Just uh, email me at pjservant at aol dot com or or contact me through agapebible dot org, the website which is now linked at uh, Omega Man. Thank God, and I really appreciate it. But these, the music is so important, whether it's the words. And, the, you know, the people who don't pay attention to the words, well, God's paying attention to the words. And if you're singing about sex when you want it and rebellion and you're singing uh, against authorities that God has set up for, for the good of mankind and ultimately God is at the head of it all, and uh, you remember 1 Corinthians 11, you know, God is the Father is the head of Christ, Christ is the head of the church, and the church, excuse me, the head of the man, and the man is the head of the woman. Christ is also the head of the church, so there's authority there. But there's a definite, specific authority structure that God has set up, you know, for all, for the benefit of all mankind. So everything doesn't go into Satan's kind of anarchy, and there's a there's kind of a, a hold on things so that everything doesn't fall apart. And that authority, Romans 13, we're supposed to be praying for. We're supposed to be uh living under uh, truly submitted from our hearts and when we're not is when we get into trouble well you get music 
that's singing, go, that's proclaiming, promulgating, go against authority. It's okay. Well, it's not okay. And just that alone would allow and open would open the door. I call it the barn door for the for that spirit or spirits to, to enter into us, and we end up now more demonized and worse off. And you know, spirits of depression will come in through the music. You listen to Johnny Darko singing uh, in that theme song or the movie. You're going to end up with 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 those spirits coming into you. Melancholy spirits we've cast out, depression, and all the demons that attend with those kind of uh, spirits that that continue to depress you until you end up on medication. And of course, the medication is what? It's a psychotropic drug. Uh, they call it medication, but essentially it's a mind-altering drug. And even uh, a good friend of mine is a psychiatrist, and uh, he has shared with me that psychotropic drugs are only stopgap to get you kind of, you know, kind of bridge over the problem. But so many people live on it for years and years and years and years because they don't understand the spiritual root. And then the demons of sorcery, pharmacia, that end up coming in through the drugs, and now you're really in bondage. So all you've done is, you know, tighten the ball of yarn around you, so to speak. All you've done is tighten the chains that literally hold you bound, and the only one that can get you out of it is Jesus Christ. Man, no doubt about it. Um, <clears throat> music, I believe, will drop your inhibitions. It'll just kind of lull you into um, a state where the next thing usually you'll find is uh, you're into drug use. Okay, I mean, look at the um, these swamis over in India. They'll play a tune through a pipe, and they'll get this cobra to start dancing. You know, they say music will tame the savage beast, right? And and clearly it can do it. It'll kind of sedate you. Uh, I, I don't know about other people, but I know that it invokes emotions in me. As I just mentioned, I was depressed going into the grocery store because of this song that they were playing. I think it was something by Coldplay. And they kind of seem to have a melancholy um, soundtrack to it. I'll tell you something else. Um, we talk about the hooks of Satan. How many times have you listened to a commercial... And now you can't get that song out of your brain. Uh, you've heard it one time, and now it's playing over and over and over again like a broken record. And, uh, I mean, remember the old Coke commercials? <laughs> and now I'm thinking about Coke all, all day, and I'm thinking, hey, I'm trying to get my mind to stop, and it won't. It just keeps playing like a broken record. Um, it's undeniable that music uh, is powerful. You know, where did it start all from? Pastor John, I mean, I heard that um, when Satan was created, was he like the um, the minister of music in heaven? Well, yeah, you know, we're given uh, glimpses into uh, the first universal rebellion, which happened before we were created, of course. Uh, Satan already was there entering into Eden in order to tempt the woman and then the man, she knew that the woman was more emotional. She knew that she had to get, he had to get to her first. And then, of course, the woman reaches out to the man, and this is a game. I always call Eve the first Jezebel because uh, she reached out to Adam, the first Ahab, and he didn't want to offend her, and he, want, he actually ended up taking her word above God's word. He, you know, to me, Brother Shannon, he should have stopped the whole thing and said, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then, 
you know, pleaded with Yahweh, the Lord, to come down again into the garden or waited until he came in the cool of the evening, his appointed time, and then, you know, explained, you know, obviously, you know, the Lord knows everything and, and knew what happened, but from his perspective, from Adam's perspective, say, hey, let's wipe her out and let's go to the other side and get another rib. And <laughs> I, would, I wonder what would have happened. But we'll never only we'll, we'll come to know in heaven. We'll never know probably on earth. But Adam stupidly ends up being seduced, and and he ends up sinning, even though he knew better. Uh, she was more easily talked into it, being more more emotional and a more emotive. And uh, but both of them look at look at the consequences we're living with only uh, with only a piece of fruit taken. Can you imagine the other stuff that goes on? in people's lives and, and the, the, the tremendous curses and the tremendous powerful spirits that come into us. But the first universal rebellion before that ever happened was Satan. And, of course, his, uh, his original name was Lucifer. And, uh, you know, the, he was the Nachash, the, the shining one, the, 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 the serpent that came in, ended up taking the form of a serpent. And he cleverly seduced our first parents, and here, in his rebellion, he knew that God judged him when he rebelled, so he knew that if he got our parents to sin, God would have to pronounce judgment and actually curse them as well, and that's, of course, exactly what happened. But his position in heaven as Lucifer, as we understand Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, that he was orchestral leader of heaven, shall we say, that that music was actually built into him, and when he moved, incredibly powerful and beautiful tunes came out of him, all to the glory of God. And then, of course, one day, the text says that sin was found in him, and he ended up, if you go way to the end of the New Testament, to the book of Revelation, where he, he swept, the, the dragon swept, uh, you know, one-third of the stars with him. And the stars, of course, in Scripture can refer to angelic beings. So he conned Job. I've had demons tell me this over the years, that they, they when they, you get them cornered, you get them you know, right before they're ready to leave, they will tell the truth, and reluctantly, and they admit that they made a mistake. Now, they, of course, they find, Satan finds out about it through his scout spirits, and they end, up, they end up in the dungeon of the dragon, they end up being beaten for admitting the truth, but they admit that they, 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 sh they chose the wrong side. They chose the losing side. And they did that when they also chose to be deceived by Lucifer, as our first parents were, and that deception, of course, brought in God's judgment. And apparently, before that, angels could make a choice. How do you know that? Because they did make a choice. But after that, they were confirmed in their unholiness. They became demons, fallen angels. I believe spirits of love became spirits of hate. Spirits of hate, of course, uh, all the demons are very ugly. God, that was part of God's judgment on them. And then, of course, two-thirds of the angels decided to stay with Yahweh God, uh, say Yahweh the Father, Yahweh the Son, and Yahweh the Holy Spirit, God's personal name. And they decided to, re to remain behind in heaven. Of course, they were confirmed now in their holiness. They could not make a choice to change their mind and say, well, I'm going to go with Lucifer now. They, they can't do that. God confirmed them in their holiness. God confirmed the demons in their unholiness. And no more going back and forth, no more choices.
the neat thing. You know, that's is powerful right there. It is. Uh, what you just said. Um, I found the verse, Ezekiel 28. If people want to know uh, what Lucifer looked like, read Ezekiel 28. 28. It says, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and the gold, and the workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in, thee in the day that thou wast created. So Lucifer actually had uh, pipes built into his body? Like a pipe organ? Again, yeah, again, I think that's probably somewhat anthropomorphic, to, you know, uh, kind of a description getting down to our level so we could understand it. Uh, kind of like in the Psalms, the eyes of the Lord move to and fro about the earth. You know, there, there, aren't, there aren't two eyeballs rolling around the globe. Uh, obviously anthropomorphic in the sense that it is, it's indicating God knows everything. He sees everything. But, yeah, apparently in him was music, and wow. he was in charge of the music of heaven. Now, the one thing bad for us, of course, is that he's using it now against us, isn't he, Brother Shannon? Yes. I mean, I'd be a liar to tell you that I don't enjoy uh, music. In fact, um, I have a small collection of electric guitars. Of course, I can't play a lick, Pastor John, but um, you, know, you mentioned Hendrix. Uh, it's undeniable the guy had... Um, a real gift. Uh, you know, you look at guys like Ingve and Steve Vai, Eddie Van Halen, anybody that likes electric guitar, these guys are uh, some of the most talented men in the world. Um, what's unfortunate is that they're, you know, they're using it uh, for Satan. And uh, if you look at these guys, uh, Ingve, he was in uh, the occult before he came over um, from uh, Sweden. Uh, I actually had a chance to meet Steve Vai, John. I went uh, to Las Vegas a few years ago and uh, went out and met the guy. And uh, I shook his hand. Really tall guy. Anybody knows who Steve I is or doesn't? You know, he played for Eddie Van Halen, uh, Frank Zappa. But uh, he was also in a famous movie, which is kind of interesting, called The Crossroads with um, uh, uh, the dude from The Karate Kid. <laughs> What's his name? His name escapes me now. But... You know the, the famous uh, the movie about uh, the blues and the uh, the guys who sold their soul to the devil and at the end you know you've got this guy Ralph Macchio that's his name remember Ralph Macchio he's mm-hmm. playing Steve Vaya, uh who's uh, supposed to be the the devil's uh, number one guitar player and, and you know the guy who loses well the devil gets his soul and so back to the story I, I meet Steve Vai and I looked at him in the eyes. And shook his hand, and something wasn't right there. The guy, I was clearly looking at a guy who was demonized. Now, one of the most talented guitar players you'll ever meet, but, um, you know, what did these guys give up to get this talent? And uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I collect some of these guitars and uh, wish I could play. But, uh, I mean, I know people right now, they, they tell me that uh, they were in the, uh, the music world, rock musicians, and uh, literally they had to lay the guitar down because... Uh, they were becoming possessed, and they weren't able to separate it. So for them, it was just better to sit the guitar down. Now, I'm not saying that, uh, folks, you, you can't play instruments from the for the Lord. Certainly, Satan tries to pervert everything. And, you know, it's not right that we give him, you know, instruments, and we don't play any for, for Christ. I don't, I'm not saying that. But uh, clearly, if you look at the pattern of some of these guys' lives, 
Uh, what price do they have to pay to be so good? Um, j- just in a side note there. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's and, amazing. And, uh, and, you know, Brother Shannon, you, you raised a good point in that so many of these guys, as you indicated, became possessed. They ended up enhancing their gifts and abilities. I don't know whether you know it, but Michael Jackson started singing in church. Oh, there yeah. In Gary, Indiana. or Yeah, Gary, Indiana, and where his family's originally from. Uh the Pointer Sisters were big. Remember them in the seventies. The Pointer Sisters in the eighties. Oh, sure, absolutely. Um, they started singing fire. in church. They started um, singing in church. So did the. Uh, I can't remember the. the, the well, guy. I had one there. Axl Rose, Guns and Roses. Did you know he used to sing in the church choir? See, Axl Rose of Guns and Roses. Yep. Uh, very talented uh, musician and. Uh, some of the last music videos he did before he became a, a Howard Hughes recluse, you know, for 13 years he didn't come out with a movie until he came out with Chinese Democracy, was, uh, you know, he's, he has this song about, uh, you know, he's lost his mind and he's dying, uh, November Rain. And if you go look at his life, the guy um, clearly demonized, and uh, he's fighting the demons. And it got so bad that um, when he was doing Chinese Democracy album, he would call on this little short midget of a person to come in, and it was like uh, his uh, medium. And if you wanted to come in there and meet with uh, Axl Rose or do a business deal, you had to consult with his medium first and be checked out. I mean, God have mercy. Uh, the guy started out in the church, awesome voice, went down the wrong road, and now he's uh, totally demonized and tormented. Yep. Uh, and and that's on that uh, and on antidepressant medicine, you know? Yeah. Yep. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Who was the other example you were coming up with that uh, started out in the church? Uh, well, uh, again, a number of the uh, African-American, you know, black brothers and sisters, uh, and, uh, when I say cis brethren, I mean brethren in terms of rock and roll brethren, they began in the church. They began singing their church songs and their voices were recognized and pretty soon instead of singing praises to the Lord instead of singing to the glory of the God of Israel and the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob they ended up dedicating their lives singing secular music singing for Satan essentially because that's the music and that's the you know the place where they started making the money, and they started getting gaining fame and fortune. And in a in a in a metaphor metaphorical sense, they began they sold their souls to the devil, and he gave them fame and fortune. Uh, when the when the Beatles, uh, I remember reading uh, the pact that that John Lennon made with Satan, uh, and he came back to the motel there in Hamburg where Paul McCartney was and he said uh, we've got it made in the shade now and Paul said what do you mean he says I just sold me soul to the devil he had met a witch oh my goodness he, he, he had, he's in quote he's quoted as saying that he would do anything he would do literally anything to become popular he would man uh, would give anything and that's he that's exactly what happened with him 
And you know that shortly thereafter, you know, they were playing in these dives in Hamburg, Germany, in the red light district. Nobody yes. was hardly listening. And shortly thereafter, I'm telling you, there was a mushroom of their popularity. When they flew into LaGuardia in New York City to, uh, to for their first concert at, at Shea Stadium, when they f- flew in on Pan Am, they saw the crowds there, and do you know that they wondered if the president or some important figure, VIP, had been there, and that's why the crowds, and they said, no, these are for you, they're, they're, they're chasing after you. And they were stunned, because nobody wanted them, hardly in England. They played their music and so forth, but when they hit the United States, I'm telling you right now, Brother Shannon, those demons, because of the pact that John Lennon had made, with the devil, those demons that Satan orchestrated and ran. Uh, these these girls were screaming. Uh, even boys, everybody was in an uproar. Everybody, there was like, and they can't explain it. They could not explain why they're popular. And I, you and I know, and others who understand how the devil works, know that they got it because of this uh, soul pact. And you know that. Uh, it wasn't too many years when John Lennon became 40 that his number was called up, so to speak, and that's where David Chapman gunned him down outside the Dakota Hotel there that morning back, I believe it was somewhere around 1980 or so. And Satan rewarded his servant with death because when he hit 40, apparently Satan had made that pact with him that your life is, your soul is going to be called. Man, you know, Satan pays, gives great paychecks, but he's got a, a terrible retirement plan. <laughs> These guys all get snuffed out early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you ever go through a list of the rock and roll artists that have died at premature ages, it is in the hundreds and thousands of these Janis Joplin women, of, of these men, and mostly men, but also women, who ended up with their number being called by Satan, and they ended up dying tragically, I mean, through tragic circumstances. And of course, Janis Joplin didn't even reach was. 30, I don't think, and she was in a, uh, wasn't she beheaded in an accident? A terrible car accident, if I recall. Was she, did she die on drug overdose? I can't recall. Yeah, I don't recall. I think it was drug overdose with her, and... Yeah, I believe it was drug overdose uh, with her. But but so I think I'm thinking of Jane Mansfield. Uh, now she was beheaded, and uh, she was a high priestess for uh, Anton Lavey. But uh, uh, you know, she again. Uh, we know that Joplin, I think, died before 30. Real young girl. Um, yes. Look at uh, the Doors, Jim Morrison. You've got yep, some interesting facts on him, don't drug you? Drug addict. Yep. Died in Paris, I believe, and he had. Uh, they found him dead one morning uh, in in his in a bathtub. Uh, he he would drink fifths of whiskey a day. I mean, uh, several a day. He was, uh, and I think he died in his mid twenties. Yeah, uh, Jim Morrison. He relates the story that um, as a young man he was uh, going down the road, sitting in the back seat of the car, and uh, he was going down the highway and looked over and there had been a terrible accident. A bunch of Indians had been killed and. Uh, I guess the trauma of that uh, opened a gateway, and then he said a uh, basically a demon came in uh, at that time, entered into him from one of the dead people, 
And uh, if you go and, and watch him on stage, um, you see his uh, voice inflection start to change, and you could you can hear him manifest and kind of sound like a woman. And then I saw some video, and he passes out, and he's in this uh, fetal position. And you know what? I in some deliberate sessions, I've seen this same thing over and over again. That uh, I'm starting to believe maybe he had a Kundalini demon. Because I saw some people go down on the floor during a deliberate session, and they get into this kind of um, fetal position, almost look like a possum. And sure enough, I'm looking, and I, I see him in the same shape. And, uh, you know, he would, uh, you know, all of his crew, uh, some of the guys that are still alive, part of the doors, uh, I saw him interviewed. They said that uh, clearly he was possessed. And, you know, he asked for these spirits, uh, you know, just to take him to the next uh to the next level, and that's when his music really took off. So, uh, yeah, you know, exactly I, true. Yep. Killed before thirty, I think he was like twenty-seven. Yeah, maybe even younger than that. Uh, I think it was like twenty-five, but you may be right. At least mid, let's say mid twenties. But again, Satan called his number, and he had uh, tried to medicate his demons, so to speak, uh, trying to forget about what the, the torment and everything that they were doing to him. And he ended up having a massive heart attack in a bathtub. What a way to die! And what a way you to know, his, uh, his girlfriend was into black magic, and I think I need to medicate a demon real quick. Um, for Buck Wilds who's listening, I bind and cage all your foul spirits right now, and I command you, you foul spirits, to go into a cage right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We've got Buck Wilds that is manifesting in the uh, the chat room. I apologize for that. Wonderful. We cage his demons up right now in Jesus' name. Um, I'm not going to cast him out, Pastor John, because um, he hasn't accepted Christ. And correct me if I'm wrong, if we were to cast his demons out tonight, they would just come back in seven times stronger. But what we hope to do with Buck Wilds, who was tuning in, is give him a little bit of relief. Cage up his demons, and I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will convict you. And you'll come to Christ. Um, And we also listen to him, spirits of salvation, adoption, and conviction, and brokenness, and repentance to work yes. with the Holy Spirit to lead him to the Savior that can that can truly rescue him in Jesus' mighty name. Amen to that. Um, you know, we're talking about some older musicians, uh, and, uh, of course, I was born in 69, so I was a little bit young when these guys were actually playing live, but uh, I did uh, listen to their, their music as I got older. And I will tell you, uh, I kind of blossomed late, Pastor John. I started listening to the, uh, the 60s music. When I was in my teens, um, others were already into, uh, you know, the heavy metal music in the 80s, the more hardcore stuff. And I later graduated into that, I regretfully have to admit. But I will tell you, as I uh, would uh, listen to the milder stuff and then would be introduced to some of the more hardcore music, you know, I was kind of repelled by it. But what I noticed is the more I listened to a song, all of a sudden it kind of grew on me. And then uh, what I would not have listened to before, now I listen to. And, um, you know, about that time I'm listening to uh, Motley Crue and uh, Poison and Winger and, uh, you know, some famous songs like uh, <clears throat> She's Only 17. Her daddy says she's too young, but she's uh, old enough for me. And, uh, you know, I was about 17 at the time. I had a, a real nice <clears throat> 82 Camaro Z28 um, that I had taken over the payments for, for my mother. And it was the car to have back then, in the 80s. And uh, 
you know, I'm going down the road popping in the cassette, and I'm listening to Van Halen and Poison, you know, look what the cat dragged in. And um, it was just a matter of time listening to this music that I opened up a demonic gateway, and the next thing I'm in fornication. And uh, my, you know, I'm raised in the, the church, Brother John. My grandfathers are a church of God ministers. I'm going to church on Sunday. And then, um, you know, during the week I'm, I'm working. Just got out of high school, and I'm listening to all this, you know, hardcore music. And I wasn't even into the hardcore music at that time. I, I'll just say it was, uh, you know, I was just rock and roll right there. But it changed everything about me. You know, I'm out uh, in promiscuity. My vocabulary changed. And I look back, and I literally lost my mind during that period of time. Because every other word I would use was F-U-C-K. And I had some of the most filthy vocabulary you could imagine. And it was this uh, demonic gateway of music. It did it. You know, Def Leppard, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, and I'm not saying every, every single song was bad, folks, but it was, uh, it was the hook that Satan opened the door um, for me, and it changed my lifestyle. And it was, certainly wasn't a, a change for the better, Pastor John. Uh, I ended up getting a girl pregnant, 18, and I, next thing you know, I'm a father at 19. And I, I sit back and I scratch my head and I say, well, you know, how much of that was because of music? A great deal of it influenced me. Um, all of a sudden, you know, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to be everything that uh, they were singing in those lyrics, and that became acceptable to me. That kind of lifestyle, fast cars, women. Uh, thank God I did not get into drugs. I mean, in fact, I've never even smoked a cigarette. Um, how I got past that one, I don't know. Maybe it was because of my father. Growing up, my father never drank or smoked, so praise God for that. He just went to movies and loved guns. I mean, I guess I could... <laughs> it could have been worse, but it was yeah, bad enough had, with the had, music. Yeah, he had other idols in his life. You know, and again, you know, let's let's say there's nothing wrong with the music. Let's assume that there is absolutely nothing wrong with with the lyrics of these songs. And of course, this is purely hypothetical. And Let's say that there really isn't anything else, but if you just broke it down to idolatry in your life, always ask yourself the question, do I have this or does it have me? And if you have to wake up listening to this garbage, and remember what they say in, in computers, you know, garbage in, garbage out, what you program into a computer is what you're going to get out of it, and, and the mind is... You know, one of the one of the greatest computers that that is known to man. The music, of course, in reality, is much worse. But it's at minimum idolatry in our lives because we want it at any point. Or we want it more than God, and at any point in which we want someone or something else more than God, it's an idol in our hearts. So you have to be very, very careful. You say, Pastor John, what do you do? Well, you avoid it. I, I, one, a good friend of mine, uh, actually, as soon as he went into a Walmart store or a Target, as soon as he walked into a restaurant, when he, if he heard a music piece from the Beatles, he'd leave the cart there, he'd leave his groceries or whatever there and walk out because he knew that without deliverance he he couldn't handle it even with deliverance 
he did want did not want to compromise and that's the attitude that we have to have no compromise you know you can't sneak sneak a cold play you can't sneak you know listening to puff daddy for a couple hours you you're never going to get away with it these spirits do come in will come in and it's always brother shannon as you mentioned in your own testimony and as is true in my life it's always gradual it's kind of like drugs you know the gateway drug is marijuana and then you graduate you know worse from there on in everybody starts with something alcohol it's just another drug just a legal it's just a legal drug instead of an illegal drug and they, they allow these pharmacia spirits we've actually run into spirits called cravings that will keep you craving after it so you have to deal with cutting it nipping it at the bud you have to cut it out of your life and of course, if you have music in your life, and if you have the music in your possession, even if if it's on your MP3, you know, if you, if you got an MP3 problem, you know, put it away until you get some freedom in these areas, and you, you're able, able to handle it. You know, Psalm 34:1, Brother Shannon, you know the verse. It's a tremendous verse. It'd be a great memory verse if you haven't memorized it yet. Psalm 34:1 says, and this is the word of God: I will bless Yahweh. I will bless the Lord. At all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. And brother, I fall short of that. I'll be the first one to belly up to the bar and admit it. I fall short of that. But my goal is to do that and to be that. You know, we were mentioning people, so many of these artists who began in church singing to the praises of the Lord, uh, you know, Whitney Houston. All you have to do is look at her life and see how wonderful that life is. She began singing in in in, in a black church. Whitney Houston, that's right. And here, and, uh, you end up they end up selling the souls for the devil for money and popularity. The demons just infiltrate them. They start having sex with other people, so their demons transfer, cross over, and pretty soon. You know, Bobby, whatever her husband, ex-husband's name was, you know, they, they end up messing them up. Look at what Beyonce, who also uh, began singing in church. And now she changed her name to Sasha Fierce. Boy, there's a good Bible name. Really? And, yeah, and she's got tattoos. And, of course, she married, uh, what is it, Puff Daddy Sean Combs? Or was it Jay-Z? Who, I forget who she married. One of these, uh, you know, fornicating rap artists. And look at it where she ends up. She ends up basically... A slot, brother. It's and a it's a it's a downhill spiral. Uh, even uh, Britney Spears. Uh, you look at uh, it. Just, it's it's the start, and it opens a gateway, and it's a slippery slope. Um, I mean, I can tell you from firsthand experience, uh, it had an effect on me. Yeah, I'll never forget. I started to buy. You know, this was before the CD. I started to buy the cassette tapes. I would come home and listen to this music. And at that time, I didn't have a, in the early days, I didn't have a car, so my grandfather used to let me borrow his car, and he's a church pastor. And uh, I'll never forget the look on his face when uh, I, I drove his car one day, and I left one of the poison cassette tapes in there, and that was the look what the cat dragged in. Oh, and, God. you know, they all look like women with the long hair and the mascara on. And he got the tape and looked at me, and, <laughs> and I looked at him, and he was angry. He yeah. grabbed the tape and just, you know, threw it in the garbage. Yeah. But uh, he had a right to be angry because... Um, I didn't realize what was going on at the time. Yeah. And uh, I, I spiraled out of control, like so many people do. The next thing you know, uh, you know uh, you're married and you have a baby on the way. Or you maybe you have went off into the drug gateway. 
Um, I don't know anything redeeming about it. Right, and, uh, what is the what is the bottom line word? Destruction. What does the devil and the demons want to do to us? They want to destroy us. Brother, it, it will totally destroy a person. Um, it opens the gateway right up. And, you know, I uh, I, I knew this. I mean, I, I can't say that uh, I was totally taken by surprise. I would battle with it. I would buy the tapes, and I'll never forget it. I would go down the road and uh, go to church, come out of the church, and I would be convicted. And uh, I would just grab the tape and throw them out the window. One time I threw one out, <laughs> hit my cousin in the head. <laughs> and... Uh, he begged with me not to throw the, the tape out, but I'm, <laughs> I was trying to get it out of my life. And then, you know, an hour later, I would regret that I had thrown the tape tape out. So, I mean, it was a real struggle. It was almost like an addiction, if I could say that. And uh, even today, uh, I would be a liar to tell you that, uh, you know, I, I don't enjoy the music, but I, I know that uh, it has no redeeming quality, so I, I have to force myself not to... Uh, Listen to it. In fact, uh, you know, yeah, I used to carry music around an iPod. I had to go in there and delete it because it's that it has that that much powerful an effect on me, as I'm sure many people listening out there. And again, it will drop your hedge of protection. The demons will fly in, and uh, it's as dangerous as uh, drugs, alcohol, or um, sex outside of marriage. Yeah, and of course you got one group, and what's it named? Poison. I mean, hello, it's right in your face, and it's oh, yeah. called poison. And what will poison do? It will kill you. And here, the well, it almost killed Brett Michaels. Uh, and you look at poison. Yeah. Um, you know the uh, massive stroke. Yep. Uh, I, I uh, excuse me, I'm mumbling here. The lead guitarist, C.C. Deville has battled major bouts of depression all these years. Undoubtedly, the the, uh, the music and the drugs open a gateway, and he's fighting his demons. Yeah. You know, Bobby Hall, um, brain cancer. Of course, he's back. All these guys have had terrible lives as a result of it. And Brett Michaels, we know, he's battled depression, diabetes, and he almost died here recently. And, you know, we prayed for Brett Michaels, by the way. I don't know if I ever shared this, but a, gr- a group of us... Uh, we're interceding with Brett Michaels. We actually almost lost intervention on him. We were trying to track him down. I was actually coming out of the last uh, Hegwish conference I attended, which was number 92, and I was sitting there in the hotel, Pastor John, over at the Motel 6, and uh, I saw the headlines, uh, Brett Michaels is in the hospital, undisclosed location, and we actually were trying to mount a trip, and we're going to go in there and pray for him. And uh, we didn't quite make it, but we did pray, and within about 45 minutes, uh, there was an announcement over the Reuters press that uh, he had had a, a major improvement, and uh, he came out of the critical shape. So I just wanted to share that, that prayer does change things. And while we are talking about some of these people, uh, it doesn't mean that we have to uh, you know, say it's all she wrote for them. You can pray for them. In fact, uh, we prayed for him, and I believe that that was instrumental in and uh, him getting a second chance, and I hope that Brett Michaels uses that chance and comes to Christ. I mean, just as I'm praying right now for Marilyn Manson, I, I've kind of taken him on as my pet project, Pastor John. You know, I saw his uh, recent video that was put up on YouTube, and one of the most miserable-looking guys I've ever seen. You know, literally, he he knows that what he's doing is uh, is destructive, yet, you know, yet another uh, tale of caution, you know. He actually went to a Christian school, and 
uh, quote-unquote Christian people that were there at the, the school um, mistreated him. He goes into a, a basement, uh, stumbles across a, uh, a box of uh, porn 16-millimeter tapes that his grandfather had, and he watched them, and then he just went into a spiral that he's in now. And, uh, you know, Jesus loves him just as much as he does me or you. And so I'm praying for him. And, you know, um, now that I know about deliverance, every day I go and I pray and I cage those demons up and I'm doing some spiritual warfare and and hoping that uh, he'll come to Christ. And I would encourage other people to pick these guys out and gals and start praying for them because uh, at the rate that they're going, they're going to bust tail wide open. You know, and while we're on this whole subject of uh, rock musicians, uh, Pastor John, there are clearly some that... Um, have an agenda to promote Satan. Uh, someone told me here recently that uh, they heard Lady Gaga openly say that, uh, you know, um, her agenda is to you know bring down Christianity. And some of these are definitely into occultic and witchcraft practices, and they're putting curses over their lyrics. And, you know, folks, you play one of these CDs, and uh, you've just unleashed the demons in your household. Some of them are into hardcore cult, just like uh, John Lennon was, and he sold his soul to Satan. So it's very yeah. dangerous when yeah. we when we play that uh, track. Uh, would you agree? Yes, and you can also develop a, uh, an un- unhealthy, ungodly evil, what we call an evil soul tie, with the song, with the artist. When I was in uh, Christian college, it was sad because I'll never forget. We had a two-hour elective course, a two-hour course called uh, Music Appreciation. And the professor told us to, you know, be a listener of generally all the music because all the music that's out there has some value in some area. So I I followed her advice and kind of... Listen to I was listening to rock and roll, you know, kind of grew up on the Beatles, and didn't like the Stones, but some of the other popular groups that were kind of like the Beatles music, the Monkees and so forth in the 60s. And sadly, this just reinforced, and here this was a Christian college, that, you know, it's okay to listen to music. Well, I started listening especially to a gentleman by the name of well, he's sadly one of the most uh, popular and uh, prolific homosexuals from England, Elton John. Elton John. And from Yellow Brick Road to Caribou to so many of his albums back then, again, no CDs existed, uh, just albums and eventually cassette tapes, I began to almost memorize verbatim his music. And when I got into deliverance after meeting Pastor Worley personally, the some of the spirits that cast out of me were homosexual spirits, were spirits that had come in through Elton John. And, you know, Brother Shannon, I tell people I hate homosexuality. I just gave a message at Hegewish at their workshop, and I think it last weekend, and I think I mentioned it in my workshop in September as well, that if a homosexual tried to advance toward me, 
and I've had that experience in the past years ago, but if they ever tried to proposition me, I'd, I'd punch them or I'd kill them and tell them, tell them, tell God he died. And, <laughs> and I'd live with the consequences of that, which would be horrible, of course. I'm being facetious, but my point is I hate homosexuality with a passion, and I don't have that problem, thank God, in my life. But here I've got homosexual spirits in me. How'd they come in? Through listening to Elton John music. Also, Brother, no doubt about it. David Bowie music. And, of course, you know David Bowie uh, is homosexual. And so so is Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger is, is, is a well-known bisexual. So all these people that you listen to, you end up getting not only the spirits of voodoo et al. through the music, but you also can pick up some of the demons that are in them because of the songs that they're promoting. And you notice a lot of Elton John's music can be sung to a man or a woman. There's not a lot of just female songs. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, you, you, you look, look at the lyrics. Look at the lyrics, and you, could, you, you, you can walk away saying, you know, you can sing this to a guy. Well, you know, that brings up an interesting uh, point. Uh, and I don't know if many people really thought about it, but, uh, well, just take some of the famous rock bands, okay? Um, we know that the, the goal of most rock musicians is to uh, have as much sex as they can, get as many groupies. They get into it for the, for the women and the money. Yep. It's undeniable. The They'll tell you that. Yeah, and the popularity. Okay, and, and, the, and the popularity, of course. You know, if they're a guy, and most of these guys, most of the musicians are men um, in the rock realm. So, um, you know, they're singing songs to pick up women, right? Yep. And so we as a guy, uh, guys listen to their music. And um, very interesting. Uh, they're singing to women, and then the women are singing to men. Uh, is there not something wrong that we're listening to uh, music by men singing to women? Whereas men... <laughs> I mean, should the guys be listening just to the women singing to the guys, and the girls should be listening to the guys singing to the men? Uh, it seems to be mixed up there. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, and and of course, we're not only just you know this, this is all the secular music. Some of the you know the, the country western, or, or you know the, the country music, is essentially people singing to one another uh, a lot of the times they're not even married so basically they're glorifying fornication they're talking about sleeping over with each other and and as i said you look at some of this music that's out there and it's 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 generic and again uh, the, the homosexuals and the lesbians uh, pick up on this very quickly and of course they use this music so it's uh, it, we're not just picking our rock and roll, as I mentioned. You know, the hip hop and the the, the blues, uh, jazz. Uh, I haven't even mentioned about jazz, but just go to a basic jazz encyclopedia, and you'll find that the word is rooted in orgasm. Wow. We admit it. And so, yes. jazz. Uh, a lot of the jazz music when it began to erupt onto the scene had special code words and jazz itself was a code word for gas have you had a gas they would sing in the song basically they're talking about orgasm and right 
a lot of the code words are tied into sex. And, of course, it's kind of a very independent, rebellious, kind of get-your-own-rhythm-going. And, and uh, as with Jimi Hendrix, I'm not so sure some of this giftedness that went beyond just human talent where essentially he's not even there playing. The demon's just playing through him. Well, now that's clearly the case. I mean, look at the um, the lead guitarist for ACDC. Everybody would admit. Now, thank God I didn't get into ACDC. That was really hardcore. But for those that did, um, everybody would admit that the guy at some point in time, you, that wasn't him playing. And he would say, he said, I just get uh, possessed. Something takes yep. over and I'm not playing anymore. I mean, literally, that's what's happened. You've got a demon up there that's actually playing the guitar. And you know what? I, I don't know. This is just a side note. I wonder if the style of music is tied into a particular demon. For example, rock music will bring in uh, spirits of witchcraft, rebellion, and lust demons. Jazz might bring in spirits of depression. Um, you know, music is very powerful. Um so what I did is I said, okay, well, what do I do? So I started to get away from the rock music, and then I jumped over into the, the techno music. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I still like some of the techno. I'm talking without the lyrics. But um, the unfortunate part of it is uh, a lot of the techno music is written by homosexuals. Okay, and then uh, if you listen to a lot of the techno, it goes into the trance. And uh, it's a really dark kind of musical beat. And so uh, it's just dangerous, plain and simple. And you really take your life in your own hands when you start um, opening up this gateway, because that's what it is, Pastor John. I believe that God puts a hedge of protection around all of our minds. And it says, if you break the hedge, the serpent will bite. So I believe that music, just like sex, alcohol, and drugs, okay, will drop that hedge, and then the demons are waiting to just kind of flow in there. Um, for, for those that might not understand the term hedge but are kind of sci-fi fans, it opens up the wormhole if you're a tracky fan, or it opens up the Stargate, this portal. And all of a sudden, um, what you were being insulated from, now the demons come on in, and uh, those characteristics start to uh, manifest in your life. And uh, as we know, Pastor John, uh, usually a person doesn't get just one demon. They'll have a gatekeeper, and he'll open the door and... Uh, multitudes come in, sometimes legions. Absolutely, and I'm telling you, uh, let me let me give you a quote. Uh, we're talking, we've been talking about some of the well-known groups, and I mentioned the Beatles because they were so uh, such an influence in my life before I became a Christian, and sadly, even afterwards, I, I had to get deliverance and I had to repent of uh, going to see John Lennon when I was a student in Philadelphia in college. He was appearing at one of a local radio station, and I went to see him, you know, stood about three feet away from him, and listen to what he says. I'm quoting John Lennon. He says, but wow. my joy, listen to this, but my joy is when you're like possessed, like a medium, you know. I'll be sitting around, and it'll come in the middle of the night, or at the time when you don't want to do it. That's the exciting part. I don't know who the blank wrote it. I'm just sitting here, and the whole blanking song comes out. So it, you're like driven, and you find yourself over on a piano or a guitar, and you put it down because it's been given to you, or whatever it is that you tune into, end quote. Oh my goodness, he was channeling, wasn't he? Yeah, Yoko Ono, listen to what she says, you know, uh, his wife. 
more than, I'm quoting Yoko, more than anything, it was the time and the place when the Beatles came up. Something did happen there. It was as if several people gathered around a table and a ghost appeared. It was that kind of communication. So they were like mediums in a way. It was more than four people. As I said, they were like mediums. They weren't conscious of all they were saying, but it was coming through them, end quote. Oh, my goodness. I bet the truth be known, if you were to uh, actually get these people to speak to you honestly, they would all have uh, the same story to tell. They've had encounters with demons, and uh, a lot of these great uh, writers, you would say, lyricists, uh, they've channeled songs from the, uh, the spirit world. Absolutely. And it wasn't long, by the way, before John Lennon was finally murdered and Satan called his number, uh, that Yoko had paid, like, I think $75,000 to a Brazilian witch to help him. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. She, I think she's a Japanese witch, by the way, an Oriental witch. I think, uh, and by the way, Lennon had, had tremendous open doors in his life. Uh, there's a guy named John Green who was a one-time Lennon's official tarot reader, tarot cards, and really? a cult consultant. Yeah, and it is. he wrote a book, John Green, let's see, what was it, Dakota Days, uh, where he says that Lennon uh, attended seance, often had his future read with tarot cards, and practically flipped when he saw a UFO fly by. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, May Pang, one of Lennon's uh, sexual companions, pictured the ex-Beatle in her book Lo- Loving John, entitled Loving John, as a paranoid schizo who flew into violent rages at the drop of a hat, his entire personality changed in the wink of an eye. Sounds like demons to me. Man, that sure does. And again, um, some of these guys are just overt about their involvement in uh, witchcraft. Uh, some of these gals, uh, Lady Gaga, I'll mention again, uh, and I didn't share this story, but we know of a pastor's wife. Okay, who was doing mission trips overseas. Um, She's found listening to Lady Gaga. The next thing we know, the report comes back, uh, she flips out, okay, and starts to manifest. Apparently, demon came in through listening to Lady Gaga, a spirit of Jezebel manifested, and um, she's backslidden, not even in the ministry anymore. Was found going into nightclubs. I'm not going to mention any names. I'm merely saying uh, it's that powerful. I was in Costa Rica, Pastor John, and my own wife started listening to Lady Gaga. Um, I noticed her whole personality changed. And this is a lady that someone told me is actively involved in the occult, in witchcraft. Uh, There's no telling what they're able to do today. We know about backward masking in the old days, right? Um, and, you know, messages being put on the music. You know, we're here in the days of high-tech. I don't know what technology they've got now, but uh, I, I do know for a fact that uh, occult power is real and curses are real, and uh, I believe that they're being attached to the music. And, uh, you know, the, the sad part is is uh, most parents out there uh, don't oversee what their kids are listening to, and then, you know, kids listen to music to others listen to in school. Next thing you know, they've colored their hair purple. They've got uh, ear piercings, tongue piercings. Next thing you know, they're pregnant at 15. And you say, what happened? It was the music, Pastor John. 
and very powerful influence. It's so sad because, as you indicated, with the iPods and with the tech, the, just the 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 upshoot upshoot shooting of the technology available, uh, the parents can't follow the kids around. They don't know what the, what's playing in their headphones. They don't know who they're hanging with, and they sadly have lost touch. They're thinking that this stuff doesn't even exist, but it does. Uh, and we haven't even touched on the pornography that you can get down, you know, get in your iPod now, and 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 you know, and the people that are that are trying to contact you by way of Facebook, the pedophiles and and, and so forth. So it obviously is being used as a tool of the devil. Praise God, we have uh, Omega Man Radio and Watchman Radio and other ministries that are using the internet to advance God's interests and the true and living God's kingdom and the kingdom of his dear son. But how much of the Internet is being used by the devil for his purposes and for the advancement of his cause? You know, and look, look at how, how gaga. I mean, to me it sounds like a, like a three-year-old trying to talk. I mean, it's a <laughs> ridiculous name. But can, can you, how, look at how, how she just, just, again, like the Beatles, just suddenly became super popular and the 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 main you know the mainstream media and the, the 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 powers that be over these media entities how they just pushed her and promoted her and again i would not be surprised if like lennon and like countless of others she knows ultimately getting you know where she gets her power from and she's you know she sold her soul to the devil i would would well, not be surprised no doubt about it. Uh, we know that Jay-Z did. Uh, while we were talking there, I pulled up an article, and it's a known fact that this guy is a member of a number of secret societies. And um, I'll read a quote. It says, Jay-Z's connection to the occult uh, extends even to the making of his video, Run This Town, where he's pictured wearing a sweatshirt with the phrase, Do What Thou Wilt, printed across the chest. Uh, a famous phrase from who? Alistair Crowley. Alistair Crowley. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Pastor John, I remember Hegewish number 92 when you were doing the mass deliverance over there. You were calling out some of these modern um, pop stars, rap stars. I remember seeing a young man. When you called out a name, I want to thank you called Jay-Z out. Uh, this, yeah. this young kid, folks, I'm a witness to it, literally had a demon that came in through the music of Jay-Z. And Pastor John called it out on the mass deliverance list. And I saw this young man. He must have been 13 balled up with superhuman streak, almost knocked over the church row. And uh, it took, literally took a couple men to actually grab the boy and hold him down because this uh, demon had come in through uh, this particular rap music. Um, I saw that with my own eyes, and that's just one that I know of, Jay-Z. Uh, no telling out there who, who else is involved in the occult, actually does... Uh, you know, incantations and spells over their music. Uh, the, the question that begs to be answered then is, what do we do, Pastor John? Do we listen to no music at all? Um, I know some days are very long if I don't have some kind of uh, ambient music in the background. So what do you do? <laughs> well, brother, all I can tell you is based upon my own life from the deliverance I've gotten over the years, uh, thank God and thank the Lord Jesus Christ, that uh, I'm just, uh, I, I don't, I, how can I put it? The more freedom you get, 
the less tug the world has on your soul. Yes. And again, when you get the freedom, you can't listen to the music and strengthen the demons that are still there. You have to take a knife and cut the the ties to the world. And you've got to find your ultimate expression in music and in in things that glorify God. You know, if you want a variety, and by the way, we carry some books in the book room that talk about this. Kimberly Smith does a great job of differentiating between music that comes out of the African continent and the African nations up to the Caribbean, into the southern part of the United States, and up, and again, rock and roll, even hip-hop is, is uh, sung in Senegal centuries ago. Even hip-hop uh, is sung in African countries. So again, a lot of it is rooted in the very dangerous African rhythms. And the counterpart of that, of course, is the European music, you know, the Baroque period and some yes. of these uh, very, very nice uh, symphonies, and so forth. There's nothing wrong with that kind of music because it does not emphasize the back beat. It does not have and contain the same rhythm. For instance, I used to play trumpet when I was younger, and my uh, as did my grandfather. And we used to play the John Philip Sousa marches. There's nothing wrong with a John Philip Sousa march. And Having said that, you also have to be careful of, of uh, you know, Wagner, who was uh, Adolf Hitler's favorite composer, because uh, some of his stuff and also some of, you know, Wolfgang Amadeus, uh, Mozart, you, you know, some of these guys, you've got to be, again, have your discernment antenna up, and if you begin to feel depressed or begin to, wait a minute, Holy Spirit's kind of checking my spirit here, stay sure. away from But there are there is some good music out there, and uh, when I'm listening to a symphony or if I'm listening to something, I'm just praising the Lord for the giftedness that He gives, and He gives mankind to express mankind because you know music is the universal language. So we're not damning everything. We're not condemning everything. Saying listen to none of the world's music, but just have your discernment antenna up, have the Word of God right in front of you, and begin to educate yourself as to this music particularly the backbeat music, the music that wants to get your booty moving. And again, uh, people don't like me when I say this, but, you know, tough, I fear God more than I fear people. The, the contemporary Christian music that you're in a church and you want to get your booty moving and you begin to sway in the rhythm, all those demons, it's the same rhythm of some of these, uh, many of these artists, the same rhythm that is in the rock and roll and you know it's amazing some of the sometimes I'll be flipping the dial because I intentionally stay away from it you know I like I'm kind of like Pastor Worley I like the blood and gut songs I like the the old hymns Isaac Watts and Francis Havergal and some of the songs that really kind of like oatmeal stick to your spiritual ribs I don't like the 711 songs you know the same seven words 11 11 times <laughs> uh, I I, I just don't I don't like that. It doesn't minister to me and the more deliverance I get, the less it ministers to me. But if you're in a church where you're you know, you're jumping around like a pogo stick and you're just having a dance and move 
and you're seeing some of your Christian neighbors, and they're dancing and moving, and some of these uh, gals that are dancing are kind of moving parts of their bodies that kind of grab your attention, I would get out of that church. Brother, um, I believe that there are churches with uh, demonized pastors in them that actually know the power of music and are using it to elicit a response that the uh, a person without discernment might take as that's the move of God. Folks, God may not even be in that service. His Shekinah glory may have already left that church a long time ago, and what's happening is your emotions are being triggered by this uh, secular music. We have to be on guard, and uh, more so for those that uh, have heard the program tonight and understand that this can be a gateway. And I'll jump off the subject of music for a moment, Pastor John. We talk about uh, other gateways, uh, movies. And I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, I didn't inherit a, uh, I didn't wasn't raised around a father that drank or, or smoked. And again, I, I don't like alcohol, and I've never smoked a cigarette. Praise God for that. Uh, I've had other vices. My point being, though, I was raised around movies. And uh, movies, folks, are as dangerous as music. What they'll do is they'll drop the hedge of protection, and then the demons fly in. Um, I can tell you I've seen thousands of movies, Pastor John. Not even 1% had anything edifying about them. In most cases, okay, you went out of there and there was no effect. Worst case scenario, you you leave with demons that you didn't have when you set foot in the theater. And it doesn't have to be the theater. You can get them you know, watching Netflix on your computer or going down to Redbox for a dollar. But I will tell you, I watched a movie the other day. It was a comedy, and some of you heard me share this testimony. And I know better, okay? Um, and again, I didn't go out looking for a bad movie. I, I said, you know, there's probably nothing wrong with it. It's a comedy. Um, they said GD in there, sexual in, in your windows, homosexual acts, um, fornication, adultery. I can go down the list of just debauchery in this film. And literally, I knew better. And I sat there and watched it for 90 minutes. And the next 24 four hours, brother, I had to do some spiritual warfare. I was under full-scale attack. And they flew right out of my computer, came into that demonic gateway. I'd open up watching Netflix. So whether it be a movie, whether it be music, fornication, folks, you can get sexually transmitted demons. You want to get demons really fast, start using drugs or drink alcohol, all these serve the same purpose, and they will open up the gateway, and they'll come in. And if you're a Christian, and you, you've heard that what we're talking about, and you know better, and you should be on guard, and you go and do it to him that knows good and doeth it not, it's a sin, let me tell you something. I think you'll get a seven times worse double dose, Pastor John. Um, and, you know, there's only so many times we can flirt with sin and play with these gateways before there may be a time we went too far. We may not come back. Um, we don't know how long it'll take to get rid of some demons. Uh, you know, I mean, a person could just spin off out of control, so it's very dangerous. We are literally playing with fire. We've got to guard our, our eye gate, our ear gate, um, and so on. Am I correct on what I'm saying? You are absolutely. And I remember when I was younger, I used to love, and maybe someone out there can identify with me, because there, it was the same way for them. 
I used to love horror movies. The funny thing is, I never liked the consequences of the horror movie. I mean, I, I remember watching the, the black and white King Kong movie in the 60s, and I would hide in the closet because I didn't want King Kong to die. <laughs> so, I, 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 that's the way I, I, I was, I was kind of wound up. So I, I used to, I, I liked to watch them, but then I didn't like the, the, end, the end of the movie or the end results. And I remember watching The Birds by Alfred Hitchcock, and I, I was scared the whole night some birds were going to attack me because I had to kind of walk home alone after seeing the movie. Don't feel bad. I, happened, I still won't go in the happened, ocean. Yeah, yeah, brother. After I, Jaws, I, 1975. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of these movies will... I'll never forget Dr. Derek Prince, a prolific Bible teacher. We carry a lot of his books in the book room. And Dr. Prince, I remember hearing him on one of his recordings, one of his messages where he said that he was uh, forced, his brother, his older brother was taking care of him, he was forced to go to a movie, and it was kind of like a, a big gorilla movie. He got tremendously frightened, and, but he couldn't leave because his brother was in charge, had been given charge to take care of him as a babysitter, and he was forced to watch this movie, and he said he got a lot of spirits of fear that came into him right off the screen. Wow. And they tormented him. Remember First John... Four says that you know that fear hath torment. Perfect love casts yes. out fear because fear hath torment. And tormenting fear is one of the worst demons, I'll tell you. But I used to love. I remember when I was a student at Dallas Seminary, I was uh, used to watch. Uh, believe it or not, I watch horror movies. And I didn't know. You know, I wasn't aware of these these open conduits into my life. And since then, praise God, you know, the Lord's freed me from a lot of these spirits and a lot of the fear. But I remember, you know, a ruler of fear came in. I was watching uh, back in the 80, early 80s a, a movie called Silver Bullet. And uh, I thought it was about a train, but knew uh, kind of the back of my mind that it was, it was not a train. It was essentially the silver bullet that killed the werewolf. And these, you know, grotesque creatures uh, that came about as these humans morphed into, into the, the, the werewolf. And now I know, on this side of things, that there's a spirit called lycanthropy that will actually turn a human being, grow facial hair, change the face, and the person, wow. will, the demon, will literally take the form of of the person, uh, forming them into almost like a human wolf. That that stuff really exists in yes. very dark occult countries, and these uh, people who turn into animals during the night, again, the witching hour is 12 to 3, 12 a.m. to 3 a.m., and these they take on forms like the Changeling movie. And again, I got a lot of fear, spirits coming into me through these movies, so they were drawing me to them, and then then they ended up trying to destroy me when they came in, and were, or at least were strengthened. And I, I think the principle there is so stay away from 98% of the secular movies that are out there. You know, Love Dare... Uh, you know, obviously the, with the firehouse and 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 uh, and Kirk Cameron, you know that kind of movie's fine. Little uh, giants of you know movie, uh, Christian movies, uh, tremendous. But most of the movies out there are just nothing but uh, cess backyard cesspools that you're swimming in. You know, we would never swim, Brother Shannon. Did anybody ever invite you, invite you over to just take the septic cover off and just dive in for a cool dip? 
Well, you, you know, know it's, it's just... Corn? What's that corn in your nose? That kernel of corn? <laughs> well, I just took a dip. Come on in. I mean, no one does that. Yet we, 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 the demons just deceive us and cloud our thinking into thinking that we can go to a movie and we're not going to be defiled by it. And, and there's another spirit, a nest of spirits that we've run into, defiling spirits. Yes. That make you feel dirty afterwards. That make you feel filthy afterwards. And you can take, you know, a hundred showers, and you're not going to get this demon out because he's going to make you feel filthy, because that's his name, defile. He defiles you, and he comes in through the through the movie. God have mercy, folks. It, it is dangerous. Um, you're playing with fire, and uh, it's like uh, the one guy gave an example. You know, well, people say, well, it's not all bad. It's just a, you know. Come on, Dad, let me go to see the movie, you know. Maybe they got one bad scene in, but the rest is okay. So the, the dad used the example. He says, hey, wait here. He says, let's, I'll let you go to the movie. Before we do, let's bake some cookies. Yeah. So he goes out in the yard, and he picks up some dog poop. And he comes in, and he mixes the dog poop with the, uh, the Nestle chocolate chip cookie mix, puts it in the oven, and bakes it, and says, now here, kids, I want you to take a bite. And they said, Dad, are you crazy? I'm not out of eating dog poop, and uh, I don't. <laughs> His example was, uh, you know, just a little bit of that bit. stuff, and it's defiled everything. Yeah, and you know, yeah. And uh, speaking of which, uh, before my eyeballs start to float, I think we need to take a break. Um, I'm notorious about running people like racehorses for three and four hours with no break, folks. Uh, Pastor John, we're going to go to a musical break, and uh, we're going to play. Uh, one of the old-timey songs that you love so well. Amen. And we'll be back uh, with Pastor John. He's going to be doing a mass deliverance in the remaining hour. And uh, if you have any questions for Pastor John, the number to call in at is 917-889-2745. Again, 917-889-2745. You're listening to a live program of Mega Man Radio Network. Before I go to the break, uh, Pastor John, will you give out your contact information? You bet. The... Agape website is a very simple website, easy to kind of go through, and we'd like to do some more downloading, you know, as far as some of the some more messages and stuff on there, and we'll be doing that in the days ahead. But there's a couple things on there I think you'd be interested. You can download and just for free get some help. But it's agapebible.org, real simple, agape love, agapebible.org. Or you're welcome to contact me personally at PJ Servant. PJ stands for Pastor John. PJ Servant, as in waiter, waitress. PJ Servant at AOL.com. Or you can also post me and get me in the uh, through the AgapeBible.org. Uh, you can make contact there as well, as many have from the radio programs. And I'll be glad to answer any questions. If you want material for the book room, we have uh, probably well over 600 titles of different material. I go through them, make sure that they're they kind of pass the mustard with respect to the scriptures. Not a lot of bones. You know, every book has a bone except the Bible. But uh, some bones you, you're going to end up choking on, and that's why you got to make sure that you're you're getting some solid stuff. And of course, we have the best out there on deliverance. This missing one third of Jesus ministry. And you can call me directly. I do free pastoral counseling at seven one six six five five. Five zero zero eight six five 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 zero zero eight seven sixteen area code, and we're just glad to help. As as I usually qualify 
our radio broadcasts with this statement. All we are, nothing special. All we are is one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. And in this case, it's the children's bread, as well as healing and, of course, the salvation. So I was overjoyed praying with someone at Hegelish last weekend and found out that he wanted prayer, young man, and I just asked him some simple questions regarding salvation, and he wasn't even saved. So I said, well, brother, I can't wow. pray with you. I gotta, I gotta, we got to go through, through salvation first. So, yes. you know, it's always a pleasure leading someone to Christ, but if anybody has any... Any need for materials, we'll be glad to send you out a, a copy of our uh, a copy of Bible book list. And any way we can help, Brother Shannon, as you know, we're glad to be here to help. And I'll attest to that, people. Uh, Agape Bible Fellowship has one of the largest uh, deliverance uh, book rooms anywhere in this country. And uh, Agape is uh, located up in Aurora, New York. So uh, you are right across the border. We get questions all the time. Um, how do I get deliverance materials? I live in Canada, and um, Pastor John, if someone is listening in Canada right now and they wanted to order some material, um, can you ship to them in Canada? Yes. In fact, we can do it quicker because we're only like 25 minutes from the border, and uh, I'll often cross over into Fort Erie. We had a gal, uh, Brother Shannon, who ordered some stuff uh, with Watchman Radio. She ordered... Uh, I believe from La Salle, Quebec. So we were able to ship it quicker, because and less costly because we were able to cross the border into Canada and get it to this gal. And uh, so we can, yeah, by all means, not only into Canada but also cheaper and quicker because we're so close to the uh, Canadian border here in western New York, uh, East Aurora, small town southeast of Buffalo uh, and Niagara Falls. Now, let me ask a question uh, before we take our break. Uh, there are people listening saying, yeah, I would like to learn more about uh, deliverance, and uh, where do I start? Uh, do you have any recommendations on uh, what would be a, uh, a good first step in terms of some uh, deliverance books that a person could order and start studying? Yeah, great question. It's one of the first ones I asked uh, Pastor Wynn Worley when I first met him personally and 20 years ago, and he uh, told me, that the son, the four basic booklets I recommend are the warfare prayers. Everyone needs a copy of warfare prayers in order to really learn some nice prayers. Not, uh, well, they're nice to learn, but and powerful, but not nice for the enemy, of course. And the that's booklet number four. Booklet number five is sins of the fathers, and then twenty six and twenty eight, fragmented soul, and then curses and soul ties. So the four basic booklets that he recommended that everyone new to deliverance have in their possession and reading and I call it bathroom reading brother Shannon you know you can read this thing you can read a booklet it's 30 pages you can do a booklet you know in the bathroom and probably 20 minutes 15 20 minutes it's not all that difficult reading but it is packed with truth and it's almost like you know, I'm not saying it's the Word of God, but he obviously quotes Scripture. But the, the truth that Pastor Wynn shares is just timeless on those key areas of sins of the fathers and fragmented soul and how souls are fragmented and, and in pieces, uh, in a sense, and then, of course, uh, curses and soul ties. So those four basic booklets, you know, we can ship out. They're usually about $3 a piece, and... You know, we could do for shipping and handling included, 
you know, round figure of $20 and would be glad to get those out to anybody. I actually had someone who had asked for some materials, I believe those four basic booklets plus a couple other things from Alaska Brother. And, wow. Uh, so, that, you know, that's that's pretty far away from western New York State by Lake Erie. Uh, we're, you know, we're about 400 miles northwest of New York City, so we're pretty far west, but not that far west. So I was overjoyed to be able to send those to him. So if anybody wants uh, any kind of recommendations as far as some basic deliverance truth, please email me, and I'll be glad to recommend some books, kind of tailor them to your budget, send you out a book list if uh, if necessary, no problem, free of charge, and uh, you know, would love to answer any questions you have. Well, I, I'll tailor this to this show tonight. Folks, you could uh, spend that on a movie or uh, two CD downloads, and uh, you'll walk away with demons <laughs> listening or watching those, what would you rather have? Would you rather have four little booklets that can set you free and uh, put you on a, a different course in life? Get a hold of uh, Goppy Bible Fellowship, Pastor John, and uh, you've got a large library there of uh, books, booklets, videos, DVDs, you know everything that uh, you would possibly want to get a hold of folks on deliverance. Um, look, I, I'll spend that going to McDonald's. So skip a cheeseburger... <laughs> You know, a Happy Meal, Big Mac combo meal, and get a couple booklets. <laughs> uh, praise God. So we're going to take a break here, and uh, we'll be right back uh, with Pastor John, and we're going to be doing a mass deliverance. And I said before, if you want to find a lot of demons, go to church. There you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out, if they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. As a sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. God is calling a people to war, all-out war, a war in which no quarter is given and no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains, attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. Amen, and we're back, and uh, we're going to follow God's marching order tonight, and praise God, there is a man that's going to do the thing tonight that needs to be done. Here on the Mega Man Radio Network, we're picking up the torch. Where others have totally disregarded one-third of Jesus Christ's ministry, uh, we're not going to do that. We're going to stand in the gap, and we're going to preach the truth of deliverance through Jesus Christ that can set men free. Even if we're unpopular, even if I have no friends uh, when it's all said and done. You know, the witches, the warlocks, even the demonized Christians can scream. But uh, we're going to continue and do what God has called us to do on this program while I have breath in my body. And uh, in the remaining time we have tonight, um, Pastor John is going to be doing a powerful mass deliverance. Pastor John, you have 43 minutes remaining. Can we do a mass deliverance in that time? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we can accomplish quite a bit in that time. And, of course, you know it's not me, it's not you, it's it's the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Power. Praise Jesus. It's Jesus who sets men free, folks, men and women. Um, 
Pastor John, take the mic. Amen. Well, again, it's a it's a wonderful opportunity we have to really attack these evil spirits that, as Pastor Wynn used to say best, they uh, do three things. They drive, torment, and harass. And one of the things I want to make clear, of course, is not everything's demonic. Never, please, never misquote me or misquote the scriptures or Brother Shannon or anybody who is connected to us because we, you know we never say that everything is demonic in fact there Amen. still is a sin nature within each of us and if everyone had zero demons the sin nature is just as wicked as any evil spirit so uh, absolutely we've got we've got three enemies the world the flesh and the devil the flesh being the sin nature uh, i like the uh, the definition one of my mentor bible teachers used to give an understanding the flesh is Knock off the, spell it out, F-L-E-S-H, knock off the H and spell it backwards, and it spells self, the sinful self, that sin bent that we're born with. I've often said that people don't have to teach kids, parents don't have to teach kids to lie. It comes naturally. Parents don't have to teach kids to steal. It comes naturally. No, one, no parent has ever told the child, you know, you're sharing too much. Why don't you steal something once in a while? They never do that. Why? Because the, every child has a sin nature, has a sin bent. And, of course, we also know that children can be demonized. If you look at the Gospel of Luke in particular, excuse me, Mark, and look at um, you know Mark 7, Matthew 15, its counterpart text, we know that there's a young girl who was demonized, couldn't even get out of bed, and her mother had to go, had to seek Jesus and get some help from him. And, of course, he granted it, and he calls it that most important title, the children's bread, spiritual bread for God's children. She had believed, even though she was a Gentile, and the gospel, the full gospel, had come to bless her house as well. So tonight, as I said, everything is not demonic. The bottom line, if, if you're a student of math, the lowest common denominator is my sin and your sin. And piggybacking on that, the sins of the fathers, the sins of the ancestors. And you know, there are many times when I'm getting prayer, the Holy Spirit says, now confess the sins of the fathers in this area so that demon can have no legal ground, pull the rug out from under his feet, and make him go. And, of course, the authority and power of the Lord Jesus Christ with the person's genuine repentance and the person's active will, they will leave. Now, I don't want to discourage you. I want to encourage you. If nothing happens tonight and you're new to it, don't be discouraged. Some of these uh, demonic nests, or those roots go pretty deep. And I kind of explain it this way, in that with a brand new dandelion, you can go out and pluck that thing very quickly. You just, you know, you reach down and go, pluck! Or you, you turn around and there's another one, and you pluck! But go back uh, two weeks, three weeks later and go pluck it. Uh, go back two years later and pluck it. You're going to need a, you're gonna need a, a bulldozer and a, a ditch, ditch digger. Why? Because the roots are deep, and these demons have been burrowing their roots deep in our souls some for hundreds of years because the, their family lines have never touched them. Even if they became Christian, they never touched them. So that's why don't give up, don't get discouraged. Keep on hitting them, 
play, go back to Omega Man, play the Mass Deliverance again, and, or I should say Mass Deliverances again, plural, and believe me, they'll start weakening because they'll see that you are, are learning from the Holy Spirit how to be, in the Greek, it's hupomone, uh, steadfastness is the King James translation, uh, patient endurance. You're learning how to literally, hupomone is to stay under the pressure, and you're not giving up. And that's when you get most rewarded, not when things are easy, but when things are tough, and you, st- you still keep on uh, moving forward for the Lord Jesus Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's when God rewards you. So, will against him tonight. We go through some basic renunciation prayers because forgiveness and unforgiveness is such an important issue in our lives. So let's go through a basic forgiveness prayer. And uh, obviously forgiveness, Jesus says, uh, probably one of the most, uh, wow, incredible verses in the New Testament, Matthew 18, 34 and 35, that if you do not learn to forgive your brother or sister from your heart, if you don't forgive them, then my Father, Jesus says, will turn you over to the tormentors. Who are the tormentors for the Christian under the New Covenant? Demons. And we have found uh, cancer being rooted. Don't do it. You don't have to do it. Make the choice not to. You'll be miserable, and you will invite cancer to come into you as well as arthritis and crippling diseases. So those are the consequences. And now that I have your attention, then I would encourage you to learn to forgive as you've been forgiven by Calvary. And we're going to go through the forgiveness prayer and deal with unforgiveness. And, of course, if you've never dealt with unforgiveness and bitterness, this may not be easy because I know you've been hurt. I know you've had people that have hurt and disappointed you, and some have hurt you grievously. They're finding out, uh, I was just listening today to the radio, that a quarter of all women have been sexually molested. That means for every four women, one of those four have been sexually molested by someone else, probably when they were younger, young girls. So imagine carrying all that inside, as so many are, for so many years. And to me, that's a low figure. I think it's more than that. But at least 25% of them are being honest and, and talking about it. But they need to do more than talk. They need to get saved. They need to forgive the person or persons. And they need to get healing and deliverance. So we're going to go through the forgiveness prayer and just repeat it. I'm going to give you it in bite-sized chunks, bite-sized pieces. And let's see if we can apply the same forgiveness and grace that God showed us through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to others. You know, a lot of people love to quote the verse, Peter, First Peter, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A lot of people want to grow in knowledge, but they don't want to grow in grace. And you know that when we're shown grace, God expects us to show grace to others and to be growing in that, to show more and more people grace, even when they're graceless. 
So let's go through the forgiveness prayer. Just bow your head wherever you are. Obviously, if you're in the car, do not driving. Do not close your eyes. Otherwise, you'll be in. You'll be totally demon free because you're going to be dead and in heaven. So please, <laughs> please do not close your eyes. And if you find yourself getting ready to manifest something strong, pull over to the side of the road. Amen. So here we go. Just say. It. I'm going to give you again in just small pieces so you can. Say it with me uh, and agree in faith and say it to the Lord. Father God, there are times I have not loved but have resented certain people who have hurt or disappointed me. I have held unforgiveness in my heart for them. I call upon you, Lord, to help me forgive them. Because I want to obey your word and show grace to others. Because you've been so gracious to me, I do now forgive the following people whom I can remember who have hurt and disappointed me. And I just ask God the Holy Spirit right now to bring to your minds anyone, and usually their parents, grandparents, cousins, neighbors in your, in your community where you grew up, high school friends, high school teachers, high school coaches, pastors, other Christians in your past or in your present. And will to forgive them. Forgiveness is primarily an act of the will. The emotions will follow when the demons get cast out. So let's continue. And Lord, I ask you to bless them if they're still living. I do not forgive and accept my, also myself for all my many faults and failures and sins. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Again, forgiveness is an act of the will. You say, well, I still don't feel like I've forgiven. Well, that's because the demons haven't left. When the demons of bitterness, unforgiveness, retaliation, revenge, ill will, spite, and a bunch of other demonic names leave, then that Holy Spirit fruit can flow through you, and you will begin to really palpably feel the forgiveness for others. And when these people's names are brought up, you will not be kind of like churning in your stomach like you are now. So praise the Lord for forgiveness. Now, confession of the occult. So we're going to include in this confessing, listening to the world's music. And, of course, the world's music is orchestrated by the devil. And uh, the major demon that has been charged by Lucifer over the world's music, his name is Pan, 
P-A-N. And as I mentioned earlier in the program, he was worshipped in Arcadia, Greece. So he was a Greek deity. And by the way, he's very ugly when he appears. And when he does begin to manifest in the physical realm, it's interesting that he appears, he starts uh, creating a purple haze about him. So isn't it of interest that Jimi Hendrix sang a song called Purple Haze? You see how it all ties together. The pan demon, when he appears, people go into pandemonium. You can see the roots of all these words now, can't you? So let's confess the sins involved, by the way, I mentioned earlier also, just as by way of frame of reference, Elton John, and Elton John, though he is an admitted homosexual and cannot bear children, have a family, he paid for a coat of arms for his name, and guess whose name was on the coat of arms and location of worship, Arcadia, Greece. Again, these a lot of these guys know where their power's coming from. They know where the gravy's coming from the gravy train. They just don't let it, you know, they're not obvious about it. But they do know. Because Satan's using them as his stooges. And unless they repent and trust Jesus Christ, they're going to end up with him in the lake of fire forever. So uh, let's uh, have nothing to do with this kind of stuff. So let's confess what would be the occult because as we renounce the occult and related we'll also close some doors in our lives in these areas so just bow your heads and let's again go into prayer Father in heaven I confess to you that in the past whether through ignorance curiosity, or willfulness and rebellion, I have come into contact with certain occult things. I now recognize this as sin and confess it to you as sin, claiming the promise of 1 John 1, nine. I specifically confess as sin and renounce all of my contacts which I have had or my ancestors have had with all occult things. Specifically, I confess my involvement with all genres and types of the world's music. Rock and roll. Rap. Hip-hop. 
and all Jesus rock, and any other forms of music which are part of Satan's kingdom and not of the kingdom of heaven. I ask your forgiveness and I repent and turn away from all such music. I also promise to burn the music and recordings and or erase them in my possession. I also renounce and confess as sin any false oaths which I or my ancestors have made to any false gods and any and all idolatries to the music of the world and the things of the world in which I or my ancestors have been involved. Satan, I rebuke you in Jesus' almighty name, and I am closing any and all doors which I or my ancestors may have opened to you and your demons. I renounce you and your demons, and I declare the enemies of God to be my enemies, and I want you out of my life completely. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I now claim deliverance and healing from any and all evil spirits which may be in me. Once and for all, I close every door in my life to all occult practices and command all connected and related evil spirits to leave me now. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Now, God curses sin, and because there are curses that are riding on sin, and because there are other forms of curses that come against us from the occult, from the Roman Catholic Church. Remember the Council of Trent, which curses all ex-Roman Catholics. We call them ex-Babylonians because the Babylonian system is the carbon copy of the Catholic Church system. 
people who've left and gotten saved out of the Catholic Church are cursed by the Council of Trent with curses of leprosy, blindness, heart disease. So these things need to be broken on a, on a regular basis. Again, why it's so important to have a copy of the Warfare Prayers. Let's break some of these curses, though, at least the family line curses, and then we'll get into uh, commanding some of these spirits out. Just repeat after me, and then we'll do like two more prayers, and then I'll open in prayer. You don't have to repeat that one. Just agree with me in faith, and I'll start commanding. Just repeat this after me if you can bow your heads. Great. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I break any and all curses placed against me by witchcraft. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I break and cancel any curses of rejection from the womb or illegitimacy which may be in my family back to Adam and Eve on all sides of my family lines. In the mighty name of Jesus, I now renounce, break, and loose myself from all demonic subjection, from any ungodly soul ties to my mother, father, grandparents, or any other person, living or dead, who have ever dominated or ever controlled me contrary to the will of God and word of God. I also repent and ask forgiveness when I have ever dominated or controlled some other person contrary to the will of God and word of God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, we'll do one more prayer and then get right into commanding. Just repeat after me, in accordance with Leviticus 26, I do now confess the sins of the fathers, the sins of my ancestors, all idolatries, witchcraft, occultism, sexual lust, adultery, pride, hatred and bitterness, divorce, perversions, rebellion, alcoholism and drugs, stubbornness, and wicked heart of unbelief. I claim 1 John 1, 9, and I break the curses and lift the curses, whoredoms and iniquities, from me and my descendants, and I command all spirits associated with these to leave me and my family and go to where Jesus sends you. Father, I ask you, in the mighty name of Jesus, to send out angels 
to gather up the pieces of my soul and restore them to their rightful place in me. Your word says, he restoreth my soul. So with the full power and authority of the Lord Jesus, I ask that angels unearth and break all earthen vessels, bonds, bands or bindings, which have been put into or upon my soul by any means. Please restore all the pieces of my fragmented mind, will, emotions, appetite and intellect, heart and personality, and bring them all into proper and original positions where they belong. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. All right, great job. Tremendous job. Now, will against the demons, when I begin commanding them, I'm going to call down some angelic help to wherever you are, and let's get into battle. Will against them. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's important to close your eyes, concentrate, keep your mouth open. Will against them. Let them manifest. Now, again, if you're driving, you may want to pull on the side of the road. And if you're not, then let it rip. Let them manifest. Sometimes they'll shake your head. Sometimes they'll manifest in different ways. They'll just swear. Uh, Let them manifest so you know they're there. They're under strict orders from Lucifer. Do not manifest. Don't let anybody know you're home in them, within them. So will against them and let the authority and power of the Lord Jesus Christ be on full display. You see, Pastor John, how do they come out? I'm new to this. Well, you'll start yawning and yawning and yawning, or you start having pockets of air burps, uh, pockets of you know, air come up, or you'll start feeling like you're going to vomit and just will against them and then wretch them out. The, 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 the land vomited out its inhabitants, according to Leviticus 18. So the land today is our souls, minds and emotions, and our physical bodies where the demons are. So let's, uh, let's will against them. Just agree with me in faith. Satan, in Jesus Christ's name, I put you and all of your legions on notice that we are attacking you from our position in Christ to a seated at the right hand of God the Father in the third heaven. We are therefore far above you, all principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, world rulers, rulers of darkness, kings, princes, and every other angelic rank under your command. In the mighty name of Yeshua, we ask you, Father in heaven, for sufficient legions of the holy angels, wherever the listeners are, to bind all satanic forces here and in the air overhead so that they will not be able to interfere in any way with God's people being set free. We further command in Jesus' mighty name that all free demonic spirits, wherever they are, in whatever locations, in homes, in in businesses, wherever they are, any of the listeners are, be securely bound and taken wherever the Lord Jesus sends them so these demons, as soon as they come out, can never cannot return, or the ones that are that are in the buildings have to leave and cannot interfere. We take authority from the third heaven where we are seated in Christ, and remind every demon that you must obey when you're called out by your name or your family name and function. You're to come out of God's people and go to wherever Jesus sends you. In fact, we command you to look up into the eyes at the right hand of the Father, right into the face of the Lord Jesus. He will tell you where to go. And we also ask for the gifts of the Spirit in plenteous numbers and in, in plentiful 
and also we bind and block all demonic transference in Jesus' name. Come on, every demon of the occult that came in through the rock and roll music, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits, for those who listened to the Beatles, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Whatever rock and roll groups, Poison, White Snake, uh, whatever ACDC, whatever heavy metal, come on, Rob the Zombie, come on, all these spirits, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All Every demon, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All spirits that came in through listening to the world's music, come on out. Come on, all idolatry of music, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Every foul, ungodly spirit, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. All spirits of rebellion, we break the curse of rebellion over the family lines. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All sensual spirits, carnal spirits, voluptuous spirits, all spirits that, are, that, are, that have the, the senses in hold and always having to feel and taste and touch, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Always having a look, we bind you, all the, all the spirits. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Come on. Evil concupiscence, come on out. They came in through the rock and roll, through the heavily, heavily uh, sex, sexualized music. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Inordinate affections, come on out. Lewd emotions, lasciviousness, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All filthy communication, all spirits of masturbation and homosexuality and catamite spirits, come on out right now. Lesbian spirits coming through Melissa Etheridge and any other lesbian rock and rollers or country singers. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Any spirits that came in through any hidden lesbians, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. People have not come out of the closet. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits of occult sex, <clears throat> Asmodeus, prince of occult sex, obscene music, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out, all spirits of obscenities and perversions, Lust, fantasy lust, come on out in Jesus Christ's name that came in through the movies. All that fantasy lust, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, move, all the way out. We confess through the sin, it's under the blood. We've been forgiven because of the grace of Calvary. Now come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits of incest, rape, harlotry, come on out, immorality. All the spirits, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Frigidity, all spirits of drunkenness and drugs. Pharmakia spirits, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. All the way out. All the way out. All the way out. Get out of God's people right now in the, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All the way out. All spirits of venereal diseases, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Gonorrhea. Cancroid. Come on. Granuloma inguil. Come on out. All spirits of syphilis, congenital syphilis, gonorrheal arthritis. All these spirits, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. Venereal lymph lymphogranuloma, AIDS, all spirits that make up the AIDS complex, out in Jesus' mighty name. Meningitis, endocarditis, feeble-mindedness, insanity, staggering gait, heart disease, blindness, all the way out in Jesus Christ's name. Ulcerative lesions, come on out. Pinta, relapsing fever, tropical ulcer, rat bite fever, herpes 1 and 2, we bind you, chlamydia, all the spirits, all the way out in Jesus Christ's name that came in. Human papillomavirus, all the way out. Hepatitis B, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. HPV, all the spirits, we bind you that keep these viruses alive and going and that shut down the immune system, all spirits in the immune system, sickening people because of the sex they had when they went to the concerts 
and when they were on drugs. Come on, all the pharmacia spirits. All the pharmacia spirits. Come on out. The, uh, the, the rock concerts love drugs. All the addictions and cravings. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. All spirits of marijuana, LSD. Come on out. Speed. THC, TPC, mescaline, mushroom. Come on out. All the all the all the uh, psychedelic uh, spirits. Come on out. Angel dust, cocaine, crack, heroin, valium, amphetamines. Come on. All spirits of barbiturates, tranquilizers, phenobarbital, diet pills. All spirits that alter the mind. We bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. All mind-altering spirits, get out in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. All spirits of addictions and cravings for in bondage to alcohol, wine drinking, mockery, love of beer, come on out, strong drink, hangover, morning after the night before, deception and stupidity, get out of God's people. All, all spirits, come on, come on, out of the kidneys, out of the heart, out of the, the organs of, of the body, get out in God's out of God's people, in Jesus' mighty name. You get out of God's people right now. We are God's people. All spirits of rage and anger, murder, suicide, depression, grief, come out of God's people right now in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. All the way out. All spirits that came in through seeing the movie Donnie Darko, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Every one of you spirits, come on, move, move, move. The theme song for Donnie Darko. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the melancholy spirits. All the spirits that came in through the hip-hop, the rap. Come on out of God's people. You loose them and let them go in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. Get out of God's people. Come on, you listen to the Holy Spirit, demons. Get out right now. In Jesus' mighty name. All spirits of discouragement, defeatism, despondency, despair, along with depression, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All spirits of loss of temper, all spirits in the emotions, wrath, anger, alcoholic rage, anti-submissiveness and rebellion, spirits of disobedience, out of God's people right now. All the self-willed spirits, I'm going to do it my way or the highway for other people if they don't want to do it my way. Get out of God's people right now. In the almighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, all spirits of stubbornness and rebellion. Come on, witchcraft, come on out. All the witchcraft that came in through rebellion. Come on, we know you're there. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits of witchcraft, come on out right now. Every demon of witchcraft. We break the curse of rebellion that has come down the family lines in Jesus' mighty name. We confess all the sins of the fathers, all the ancestral sins of rebellion, and we ask for forgiveness. Now, come on, demons, your legal grounds are gone. Now, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits of rebellion, come on out. Every all foul spirit that came in through astrology and zodiac and ultimate phoenix, we bind you in Jesus' name. Loose him yep. right now. All the way out. All the way out. Every spirit that came in through Reiki, healing, and yoga, we bind you. Come out right now in Jesus' name. That's right. Kichi and Prana, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Kichi and Every spirit and of suicide. All the way out. Come out in Jesus' name. Loose God's people right now in Jesus Christ's name. Come on. All the medium spirits, spiritualism, seance, all the spirits, soul travel, mind control, astral projection that makes, makes, us, makes people fly in their dreams at night. All the astral projection spirits. Come on, get out of God's people. Tarot cards. 
all the demons that have come in down the lines. We bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You get out of God's people. These are God's people. These are the sheep of his pasture. Now come on out right now in Jesus Christ's name. Loose them and let them go. Loose them and let them go. Come on. All spirits of child abuse, divorce and separation, broken heart, wounded spirit, bruised emotion, deep hurt, out of God's people right now. Incest. Let's come down the family lines. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Come on. Every one of these spirits, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the spirits of of, uh, doubt, unbelief, greediness, ugliness, all the ugly spirits, come on out. It's like my attitude just changes and I turn ugly toward people. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. We command you to leave. All ugly spirits, out. We confess it as sin whenever we've given into it. Now come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Come on. Scripture says that in Psalm 34, that his praises shall continually be in my mouth. And we confess as sin at every time. We've sung to the world's march. We've sung to what the world promotes and promulgates. Instead of singing continually praises to the Lord Jesus Christ and to God the Father in the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, all the way out. Will them out, people. You're doing good. Just will against them. They will leave. Every foul spirit that came in through goddess worship, through Wicca, through any occult gateway, we bind you. Loose the people right now. Come out in Jesus' name. Come on. Come on, Gaga. All these spirits that have come in through the through uh, Britney Spears and Madonna, especially any lesbian spirits that came in when they had their kiss on MTV, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the lesbian and homosexual spirits, come out of God's people. All the defiling spirits that defile the mind, defile the will, and defile the emotions. Come on, hurry up. All the way out. One more minute. One more minute. Come on. One more minute, demons. You're going to get back in these boxes, cages, and caves, and you're not going to like it. So get we out of here. We any spirit of Leviathan. We could cut the tails off Kundalini. Any foul spirits that came in through the occult, in witchcraft gateway, the New Age gateway, yoga, Reiki healing, tarot cards, Black and white magic, we bind you and loose the people right now and come out in Jesus' name. Amen. All New Age gods push through uh, John Lennon's instant karma and all these others, all the reincarnation, all the Hindu spirits and others who have, have gotten into this trash from uh, Luis Ciccone, Madonna, and all these others. Come on out of Jesus. Reincarnation. Come on out. Spirits of, of uh, masters of wisdom, guru, spiritual teacher, channeling, uh, visualization, inner healing. Come on out. Crystal helpers, universal intelligence, holy one, initiate, magician, Orion. Come on out. High priest, prophet, power woman, star, warlock, witch doctor, witch and wizard. Come on out. And any of the um, spirits, water spirits, water witching, and marine spirits, all of you, come on out of God's people right now. Loosen 30 seconds. Name. Out. Pour the blood of Jesus down the throat of every foul spirit out there. Come out in Jesus' name. I agree with my brother. Come on, all these spirits. Come on, 15 seconds, all the way out. These are God's people. We want to be free. All the way out. Come on, five seconds. Let's go. Hurry up. Move it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look up to the third heaven. He'll tell you where to go, demons. You go wherever he sends you. Keep one against him. Three, two, one. Amen.
And by the way, those of you new to uh, this ministry, and a lot of this stuff is, is very unfamiliar because you're not told about it in the, the church you go to, which is very common, then uh, simply email me. I'd be glad to send you free of charge a uh, copy of a beginning and ending deliverance prayer. And you can learn how to pray with, with people, get prayer yourself, and get these evil spirits out. Brother Shannon, let's box these things up in faith. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, we yes. ask that you will just send your angels into every listener, everyone listening, down the road, archives, and downloaded on iPods, whatever, and just uh, as we box these demons up, we ask you to just have your angels go into us, and from the strong man on demon, strong man demon on down to lowest demon microphone form, we just pray the angels will put every demon that's that's gotten loose back in their enclosures, or if they're a newcomer uh, into enclosures for the first time that are six hundred thousand times too small, box yes. them in cages and caves, let them be squished in there. We ask for the blood of Jesus to be applied to these enclosures, so they can't get out until they're commanded. The next time, or whenever the Lord Jesus wants to free us, and we want freedom, we also pray that they'll assign these angels will assign themselves twenty four seven to read scriptures these demons hate to hear, especially their future torment and hellfire. We pray that your kind of light of the third heaven will shine through each enclosure to torment them, as they've tormented us. Let them be tormented a hundred thousand times what they've tormented us in our family lines. We also pray that uh, angels of life, health, healing, and restoration will go into us. Pour the bomb of Gilead, the oil of the Holy Spirit. And the blood of Jesus everywhere to promote full healing, full shalom, in body and soul and heart and around our human spirits where the new nature and the Holy Spirit are. We also pray that uh, angels, let's see, that the blood of Jesus, rather, will cover us, our families, properties and possessions, our respective church families, so that any and all demonic backlash will be mitigated and will be protected. And we ask these things and we thank you, Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor John, give out your contact information. Yes, sir. It is uh, Pastor John, PJ Servant, at AOL.com. Or contact me, please, at agapebible.org. Would love to answer questions, help in any way we can, and especially get some, some black and white written material, CDs, DVDs, even if you're old like me and still in the analog age, uh, VHS tapes into your hands. So you can continue in the battle and grow uh, in these uh, tremendous areas of truth. Our phone number is 716-655-5008. God bless you, Pastor John. We'll see you again next week. Amen. God bless Thank you. Thank you for coming Lord on. Love you, brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Omega Man Radio. Join us again tomorrow night, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We've got shows every day this week, and uh, we're going to continue to have open lines in forthcoming shows. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at omegamanradio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the host of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Radio.